All right, everybody, Kilgallen's Pub, episode number 39. I am your host, Joe Kilgallen. If you're checking this out for the first time, this is a live video podcast we're doing right now. Uh, it's live on audio, too, but we're doing it we're on Facebook Live, so everyone checking out for the first time. Uh, it's basically where I drink with other people, and we just shoot the shit and have a good time. I'm here with comedian Joey Via Gomez. What's up, dude? What up, man? Thanks for having me, Joe. Appreciate dude, thanks it, for dude. being on. I've been wanting to get you on for a minute now. Uh, you're a lifelong Chicagoan like myself. Hilarious comedian. You work at all the clubs all across the country. You've done some awesome shit. But I want to kind of start off almost on, not like a sad note, although I did get sad watching one of the tribute videos. 21 years ago yesterday, Chris Farley, who has Chicago ties, but known as a Madison, Wisconsin boy, comedy legend, Hell 21 yeah, years dude. ago he Fucking died, Fucking Codeheads, bro. Classic movie, man. Dude, they, I forget about all the other movies he was yeah, in. Like the brief he was in little Coneheads. He was in, um, but like the smaller roles. The dirty work, the dirty work. Yeah, he was Saigon yeah, whore bit yeah. my nose off. That shit's hilarious. He's man. the creepy bus driver in Billy Madison. Billy Madison. <laughs> yeah, he when he's all fucking. So many good things. I remember I was like seventh grade when he died. I think because I was ninety seven. I, I was holy six. I was eighteen, dude. I was like a senior in high school in ninety seven. But I, I do. Think I cried. I think I'm pretty sure I let it go a little bit. I don't know if, if you I was did, younger, but... I probably would have cried. But by the time I was 18, I already understood what fucking drug overdoses oh, were. Oh, yeah, see, <laughs> like, I didn't. I was yeah, just yeah, like, what, did he By the much? time he died, I already understood what John Belushi has been through. So I was just like, you know how you heard the rumors how he went down yeah, the same totally. path and all that? So by by the time he died, I was just like, fuck, you know. We saw we kind of saw it coming. When you, you know, you see these rappers overdosing Yeah, see, I didn't see it coming yet. But, like, you're right. You do see it coming to a point where... It's like, dude, this guy's out of control, man. There's a few you know? people... We all have. A, I mean, sad, but we all have a couple comedian people we know. We're like, fuck, God, I, mean, I don't feel good family about members them. too. Shit, you know what I mean? So yeah, just, luckily, well, not for me. <laughs> know, right? I'm, I'm hopefully pretty good. But, but I mean, it's a scary thing, man. So I kind of understood it at the time. Like, fuck, dude. If like it finally happened, we were hoping he wouldn't. See, I found out about Belushi after Chris Farley died because people were like, "Oh, he died at 33." Belushi right. was also 33. Belushi was a crazy night. He was a because crazy He died dude. of an overdose in L.A. at the Chateau Marmont or whatever it's called, which I used to. Go by every day when I lived in LA because it's like right in between Laugh Factory and oh, the shit. Comedy Store. It's this big famous hotel. Yeah, they said he was a big. Uh, they used to do speedballs, bro. Like they smoke cocaine, like directly. Yeah, like apparently Robert De Niro saw him earlier in the night. Um, like a bunch of famous people were in and out of his hotel room Holy shit. or his room there. I guess maybe just live there throughout the course, and then he ended up dead at the end of the night. Actually, James, you asked me earlier if you don't need me to look anything up. Can you look up who was yeah, all there yeah. the night he died? Yeah. No rush on that. I'm just curious. Thanks. We got my name, James Webb. Thanks, as always, buddy. He's our producer extraordinaire here for Kill Gallons What's Pub. up, y'all? On the Pop Studio Networks. P.O.P. Check him out, man. P.O.P. Put him over productions. And uh, we'll, we'll get to your podcast, too, because you just launched a new podcast. You're only, what, three episodes in? Two yeah, three? yeah. Three, was it, we're two. Well, third one will be coming later this week. Saturday, yeah. Saturday. Nice. We so had to, to, look up we had to that, reschedule because Abby's got a show and shit, and you know. Oh, well, fuck Abby. We don't need to talk about him, though. Abby Sanchez has been on this podcast before, everyone, so you can check out his episode. Cool, dude. We're just upset with him because he hates the Bears so much. So, yeah, And we got, we got Bears We're talk. going to we talk got, about that later. We'll, we'll bring up Abby's hatred for the Bears later. I just <laughs> wanted to bring up – I just wanted to get a little more into Chris Farley, though, because there's something about people – and I felt this way when Robin Williams died. These larger-than-life people that when you think of, you can't help but smile. Yeah, I know. You know? I mean, obviously there's been other famous people who died, but they don't... Like Tom Petty. I liked his stuff. Uh, but when he died, I didn't mean it. Yeah, I was just like, well, it's the dude that sings fucking don't back down. Don't back yeah, down yeah, yeah. and you know all these other tons of See, but my... I, the, Comedians, it's different, right? And because we're in that world. Well, that, that's what I was going to say. That's what scares me. It doesn't scare me because I don't fucking kick party like I used to, you know what I mean? But 
when when you look at comedians and fucking like rappers and shit that they drink codeine and syrup and all the time, it get they got the money to buy the shit. You know what I mean? But what you don't realize is that fucking cocaine, crack, the shit is super addictive, dude. I mean, you could be as rich as you fucking want. You just can't stop overnight. No, that's what they don't realize. So, I mean, look at how heavy Chris well, Farley was. Well, I yeah. mean, they realize it. I thought with it was the weight thing more than him when he first died. Well, I mean, should you ever see a like a big John fat Katie guy do a, do a lot of cocaine? I mean, you that's not good because you're hurt. Your that's chest. I've never gotten. I've never done cocaine uh, because the idea. I, I also have a heart thing anyway. It's like a mitral valve prolapse. Yeah, I don't it's do not a fucking cocaine, thing. dude. But the uh, idea of. Any drug or anything that makes you all like, ah, like oh, yeah, I don't yeah, care. Yeah. I don't want to be the ultimate warrior on the yeah, road. I'll fight I fucking 20 people, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's I'm crazy, already bro. nuts as it is. I don't need anything <laughs> yeah. else to get me all jacked true, up. True. So, like, alcohol's See, that, fine. That's how I feel Weed about... chills you out, so I like that, too, but... Like, I've never done Molly. I've never done fucking, uh, what's the other shit, ecstasy. I've never done that. They're basically the same I, thing. But well, a lot of these yeah. young kids will be like, you've never done... I'm like, dude, I already smoke enough weed. I don't want another fucking problem or another oh I'm smoking out now I gotta go buy some molly like I already smoke weed that's all I need we're gonna sound like a couple nerds right here but I just think like you fuck that I'd rather be a nerd than be a molly I would too I'd rather be fucking than be dead you know (laughs) Um, that's what kills me about it I get it cause like look people listening as comedians as performers cause musicians have this definitely big time actors I'm sure too Although when you rap a movie, I don't know, maybe it's just when you walk down the street, if you're really famous, people want to suck your dick, and maybe that's just that high that is hard to sustain. Because, you know, when, when you and I kill it at like a sold-out show at the Laugh Factory, when the show's over, it's hard to just be like, all right, I'm going to go home and Yeah, 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 you have to now. Be, you got everybody shaking hands yeah, or whatever. You, 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 you got fucking rush. people offering you drugs. Hey, bro, I got a little bit of... See, that, I got offered drugs a couple nights ago, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I did a show at a... So I did a Mikey O story. show. I did a, I did a Mikey O show a couple of, about two months ago, and there was a guy that just got out of jail. I'm doing the joke about my brother, whatever the fuck, right? And this guy, this guy's in front like, yeah, yeah. He looked crazy as shit, right? Afterwards, he's leaving early, and he looks fucked up. Eyes are glossy. And he's like, hey, bro, you want to do a couple bumps, bro? Like, right in front of the fucking security guard at, jo- at Joe's he, on Wee Street. You want to go do a bump, This guy just bro? got out of jail, too? No, the guy that just got out of jail. Oh, like, okay. I saw him by the front. He was smoking a cigarette. Hey, bro, we're going to do a bump, bro. I'm like, no, dude. Like, Sounds like he's going to be back you look in jail. Fuck, exactly. Like, you look fucking crazy. But see, that's the thing. That's that's another thing that people don't see with these with these celebrities. Like, the enablers around them. Like, you don't know who's fucking hanging out with Chris Farley. Yeah. The, the guy that's supplying them the coke. The fucking two chicks that he wants to fuck at the end of the night that love doing cocaine. Like, you know how you just said that they kind of know which path they're going? It's fucking fun. It's around them. They, you know, it's one of those things where I mean, I've been around the, not the peer pressure shit, but I've been around that cool fucking like. All right, these chicks are doing it. Uh, fuck that, my boys are doing. It. I gotta look cool too, and I just feel like Chris Farley just probably had a bunch of those fucking people. He was a larger him, than life guy. He soaked he's it all fun, in. And then, he was just he was life. Of the and then party. the people around him are like, oh, he's a lot better when you know he's much more fun when he's coked out. You know what I mean? Or they just want him to pay for it too. Exactly. They, get in that, so they have a posse, you know. That's basically you what you hang it out is. with him because he's always got the cocaine and shit like yes. that. So, and that's what I'm seeing. How you expect? How do you expect an addict to ever think about stopping when you're fucking around that all the time? You know what I mean? I just wish there was a way. I don't know. Like I think I think that, like what I was saying before. When you get off stage and you have that high, that dude was on SNL at the height of SNL when I think it was the most popular. Yeah, dude. When he and would he do would, relapse, the relapse guy, dude, that dude, was he, fucking he did, hilarious. Oh my god, he did so many fucking funny ones. Well, you like you know the Van Damme by the River, of course. Um, the Chippendale sketch. The Chippendale. He did so many like just <laughs> endless, just endless numbers. But get, people don't realize like if you're listening, I've got friends who work for SNL as you do too. When they do a post party or an after party after every week, yeah, I know. 
So like it was notorious in the seventies of eighties. I mean, yeah, cocaine was everywhere, cocaine dude. Cocaine thing, and this was nineties though. But Chris Farley at that time was fucking huge. So he's getting not like weight wise, but he was that too. You're getting off stage in New York City at one a.m. and nobody's even thinking about fucking tens sleeping. Of millions of people in New York. Nobody's even thinking no, about going home at one. No, of course not. So you have to sustain that high, and eventually things get boring. They get a little lonely, and you're still up. That's what kill, that's what people don't realize. Also, is when a band has a show on a Tuesday, and you go to that concert, you're able to go home. And yeah, you yeah, got work the next morning. But that you know, band has got to do band this shit is over like, and over. Fucking, I'm buzzing. What they you did that have, night, they're gonna do it again the night after, and and it just continues, dude. I thought of a way to break this down for people. Think about when you go to a concert. Doesn't matter what night of the week it is, but sometimes it does because you understand the traps people get into. Because when you when it's a Tuesday. And you're a regular person. You're going home. You're like, oh, I enjoyed that show. Great concert. But I got to, you know, I got to go home. I got shit to do the next day. <laughs> yeah, but this band is, they're in the, they're in the city. They're, and they have that high of performance. And, and, and then imagine this, like, if they're in their favorite city. Oh, I fucking love Chicago. Every yeah, time I'm here. They got their spots. Uh, they yeah, you take know care I mean? of it certain bars. They already they know, know who to, to call to get their shit or whatever. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of it this way, though. A regular person, you go to see a concert. You, you're buzzing for a week afterwards. You're like, that was a great <laughs> show. That was amazing. That isn't even a quarter or a tenth no, of the nothing, buzz dude. that the performer gets. Because I've been to great comedy shows, but to perform great on a comedy show doesn't compare. And even when I go see a band that I love, I know that that band, they're having way more fun than I am watching them. watching them, yeah, I'm having exactly. a blast I mean, watching they're, they're them. They're the they're fucking rock stars, it. dude. Yeah, you know they're what fucking I mean? doing it. Like, you know what I mean? That's... that's Hitting a home run is you, the fans love it, but the guy trying the base is less yeah, yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, true. He's going around <laughs> He's second like, base. I'm the one that did this. Fuck yeah, Sports <laughs> Center. Dun, 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 like you know, that's just such a crazy lifestyle that I don't think, and it sucks because I wish there was a way to prepare people for this because it usually happens. People we know people don't become successes overnight, but it feels that way. No, it does, dude. I mean, I, I like for instance, like when you look at Hannibal or Chris Red or guys like that. Yeah, you know, there's you know there's Probably some comics that saw them once or twice, and then they see them blow up like, holy fuck, they fucking made it like quick. No, they put in a lot of fucking work, and they put in years, and they perfected their craft. You know, like, people don't understand that. So I always feel like... Even that term, blow up, you said they watch those, those comedians blow up. That implies it happened like that. It happened that. like that. We exactly. know that Hannibal and Chris Red worked their asses off. Hannibal Burris was going to like twelve open mics. Dude, doing a week. twelve open mics a he week. He was crashing poetry open mics to get on stage. Chris Red's got an <coughs> insane work ethic. I, I worked with him on shows, and that dude puts in the no, work. He's fucking insane. So, but then the average person thinks, "Oh man, they just it came out of nowhere." And as uh, as the person yourself, they might feel like it came out of nowhere too, or they're thinking, "Fuck, I worked my ass off for this." This. Right here makes up for all those boring ass nights and yep. all the suffering and all doing shows in the middle of nowhere, Indiana. I don't know if that's Indiana, like, but like and all that. I think other, Chris used to live in the burbs. You like you have to drive to the fucking city. Drive all the from time, Naperville dude. to Chicago all the time. All the time like, so then you finally get it. And we're Chris and Hannibal, by the way, are, are totally clean. We just use them as examples because our yeah, friends. yeah, they're clean guys and shit. But there's why a lot of these dudes like Chris Farley and all those dudes get trapped in that world because it's like. It's so much getting thrown well, at see, that, you. That's what I was going to say. That's why I laugh when people are like, can you believe this famous person cheated on their wife or husband? <laughs> yeah, I told yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, fuck. Because I've seen dudes they're surrounded by pussy all the time. And they're getting it thrown at them. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, how many dudes do we know as comedians were like, if you weren't he comedian, would never get that you ass. wouldn't even be in the same room as her. She would leave the fucking room. Yep. That's you. That's her. But you're funny. So it happens. Yep. You know? Which but is see, true, though. But see, know? that's that's another thing that, that that you have to kind of take into account is like 
like we were just talking about Hannibal and Chris, how they followed this path of success or whatever. They, you know, I'm pretty sure Chris stayed away from the guy that's doing fucking cocaine. He was smart. No, every night he is after good, shows. You know, I smoked a little, I smoked bud with Chris here and there when I do shows. General. This is life just in life general. Just life in general. Yeah. So, I, 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 like, even at work, like, in your regular job, who you're hanging out with at work, you always get like, oh, he hangs out with the fucking, with the lazy guys and shit like that. So, I just always feel like, I've been doing stand-up 13 years. If I would have still been doing the shit I was doing at 22, 23, I probably would have fucking overdosed somewhere or been a full-blown alcoholic. Oh, I'm so like, just, getting married you know, and having a kid and another one on the way has slowed me down, which is good because I didn't mess with hard drugs. But I, had a, I had what I called a roaring 20s as far as being out every night and, and, and drinking at 4 a.m. bars, and which I do have a 4 a.m. bar story that we're going to come up on everyone. Uh, things got a little crazy, and I'm going to have to talk about it. Um, I wish I was there for that. I should have stayed. No, yeah, you shouldn't. You're better off not. But, uh, dude, it just makes me sad with Chris Farley, though, because I watched this Adam Sandler tribute video. Dude, that shit was sad, man. Right? That was, and, that was pretty dope. I, Adam Sandler. I didn't, I didn't see it coming you, in man. the sense where I saw people posting about it, like, oh, your Adam, Adam Sandler's tribute was awesome, whatever, to, to, to Chris Farley. But when I actually saw it, I was like, holy shit, dude, this is... I go, this is fucking crazy, I, I bro. Saw, like, you know he had to cry when he first wrote the shit. I mean, he had to. He I'm probably sure he had cried to do during four, the process. And he had to do four or five takes every time he would fucking try to come up with that song, dude. Because, I mean, it was like they were like best friends, right? They were tight. All of them were really tight. Yeah, they were really close. And when he talked about the stuff with Chris Farley's dad, um, yeah, that shit, now that I'm a dad, any father-son stuff breaks my heart. It, it breaks your heart, dude. There was, a, there was pictures, everyone. If you haven't seen it yet, check it out. It's all over the place now. Adam Sandler. It's from his Netflix special, which I heard was great from top to bottom. I haven't seen it, though. And I wouldn't say great, but I enjoyed it. Pe- yeah, I think there was some nostalgic, um, like some nostalgia. It was good. It was really, really good, bugs, actually. Is, but it was. Really- I haven't seen it, so I can't knock it. But I know people were like, people were using the word great, but then later they were like, you know, it was a lot better than I thought, which is why I'm that, saying great. That's kind of like if you go how with, I felt, dude. You go into it with low expectations, and it ends up being really good. Really good turns into the word great. Yeah, right? yeah true. you know, it's like a team that goes slightly over five. Like you're sitting like, holy shit, that was actually great. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, you have to put the word actually in front of this shit. You know, it's like a teacher that's you think is hot, but it's really just because they're all the other teachers are out. <laughs> yeah, true. You know, like that teacher's really just a six, but in this world, <laughs> in school, nine. she's in school, a fucking she's nine. A fucking nine. Yeah. So it, yeah, there was a thing where it was a picture of Chris and his dad, and it made me like oh, fuck. And then all the other. St- I mean, it was really good. It just I get so bummed out because Chris Farley was just was in the middle of his prime. Makes me think of like like you know like people how they feel about like Biggie and Tupac. It's like how many more albums are we were we robbed of as and, as and a culture? Not only that, dude, but Nirvana, we, same thing. All these great artists that get cut down at the age of twenty seven. I was gonna like, say you don't realize how fucking young these people are until you like you I'm don't. about to hit forty, and then I look at Tupac got killed when he was twenty six, dude. I know, is that nuts? And you're like, holy, f- that's like a little kid. Like when you see a twenty six year old, they still look older now. To me, Chris cool. Farley looks like he's 40 when he yeah, died. Yeah, true. Well, he was in bad shape. He was in bad shape, exactly. But like, I'm but a year older than he was. I'm 34, and he was 33. Like so. me growing up watching Tupac or whatever, like you would always see him like, oh, he's an adult because he's, you know, he's well-spoken and he can fucking rap and make great music. But now as a 39-year-old, like it kind of blows your mind that these, like there were kids when they fucking died, dude. You know what I mean? Music's different though because I think I'm sure I mentioned this on this podcast before. I've always been jealous of music because I think it's more rock star. Yeah, to be yeah, alone the stage it's, like that. Not just you, rock star. You, you, you have to have talking, right? Yeah, you have to have this crazy like, skill, dude. Like 
he's got he could hear notes and fucking you know what I mean like yeah that's a skill and it dude. lives on it's crazy bro it lives on even some of the best comedy albums at the time don't hold up ten years later no they don't the true classics do but there are some that ten years later you're like this doesn't but you can always pop in your favorite fucking rock right album. a true great album will stand the test of time yep. I feel like. And and also they had a prime at a younger age. Think about the best. Michael Jackson was twenty four when he did Thriller. The Beatles were twenty three, twenty four when they blew up in America. Like they came over in like nineteen sixty four. Yeah, you just talked about Tupac was probably like twenty two, twenty three when because he was twenty six when he died. So yeah, I think all he, eyes he on was, me. What was he twenty five? He was like 24? nineteen or twenty when he did when fucking he, Juice or some yeah, shit like, like that. You know what I mean? Insane. Um, how young these people all are. they have a younger prime where comedians primes forties forties. The yep. best comedians put out their best shit in their forties. Yeah, it, I mean, there's always a few outliers who put out some great stuff. And in people their, like, get blown 20s, away but. when you're like, "Hey, have you seen this new guy, Joe Kilgallen? Dude, Joe's been in the game twenty years." Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, people don't realize. I mean, not twenty years yet, but I hear. But no, but I mean, you know what? I mean, shit, you're past. I've been years, doing it. Like, yeah, I've been in like 11, 12 years. I think. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, but yeah, I know exactly. In twenty years, you know. <laughs> Not twenty, but in fucking but remember, five years. Like, um, hopefully, blow up in five years. Hopefully, yeah, man. Um, but the newer guys would be like, "Where did this Joe Kilgallen guy?" Perfect that, yeah. fucking example, bro. Half of these new comics that have been doing comedy in Chicago for at least five years had no clue who Jim Flanagan was, bro. When Jim Flanagan started coming back to the city and doing more shows, people were like, "Oh my god, where did this Jim Flanagan?" Like, dude, Jim Flanagan has been, been funny for forever. Yeah, you know he's what I mean? Very like, funny. He was one of the first guys I started with. I'm like, he's always been a funny dude. I saw him on a show the week before I did my first open mic. I did. I went to a show at the Improv because someone gave me like these like two for one t- tickets or some shit. And um, so I never even started stand up yet. And I went to watch a show. And it was a showcase. It was like a Wednesday night showcase with like right. ten comedians. Yeah, they used to do that. Well, I think the they improv, were auditioning yeah. to do to work as they, like, they did that or shit years ago. I remember I had to go through that process. No, I remember um, uh, Jim Flanagan was on it. Vince Carone was on it. Um, Renee Gauthier, I think, was on it. Mike Bridenstine might have been on it. Mike Holmes, maybe. Like it was like a that crew, and everyone I named is doing very well for themselves, and it's still really funny. Yeah, and they were, yeah, and they were already kind of like they're a staple in the Chicago. They were, scene. and then I remember going, "Oh shit!" And then I watched them and going, "These guys all suck. I'm better." No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but then, like the next week, I went to my first open mic, and then started to see them around, going, "Oh yeah, I saw you at this thing," and that you know, I was just like a little fanboy when I first started, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, not really, though, because that was the first time I went to. Like, <laughs> I know, right? Dude, there's some comics I meet when they're like six months in, and they're like, you haven't heard so-and-so's album from 1982? And I'm like, no, I haven't. What? Yeah, like, I know. It's, they're it's, just like students. They know everything yeah, about I, I, it. I'm not knocking ever, them because they're Do you ever whatever. feel bad about that? Like, when people, hey, bro, have you seen? I'm like, not really, dude. Like, Sometimes I do, but then also I'm like, as whatever. As a stand-up comic, like, I don't like to watch a lot of stand-up. I'll watch it when... When you start hearing about, oh, have you yeah. checked this out? Whatever, I'll check it out. Whatever, like, of course, I'm gonna watch Dave Chappelle shit. Whatever, yeah, I do. You know, but Bill I don't Burr, go Chappelle. home, turn on Netflix, and say, let me watch three stand-up specials. You know what I mean? Like, no, I, do I, I don't. Especially night of the week. with all these specials, I see it live all the time. When I first started, I think I started to like soak. I was soaking up the documentaries more when I first. Started. Yeah, yeah, true. That comedian by Jerry Seinfeld. One I was watching. The Jerry all the time. Seinfeld was fucking There's good. This one on HBO or Showtime called "When Stand Up Stood Out" about the Boston scene. I watched that a lot. Oh, that's um, the one where they show about when. It, Fucking broke the guitar over the guy's head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it looked like it was at Zany's even, but I don't, I don't know if it was or not. I think it, it was, was in Boston. the back of that Chinese restaurant. Yeah, you're in Boston. right. The Ding Ho. They used to yeah, that was pretty good. Boston. Yeah, like so. I was more like fascinated by like that. like how we were but just talking about the Adam Sandler thing. I literally watched it to watch because I wanted to see the end when I saw people posting about the the Chris Farley tribute. That uh, was the reason why I was like, you know what? Let me throw this on real quick and. I got to check out the fucking tribute at the end. And I ended up watching the whole special, and it was pretty good. You know what I mean? But There's a flip side, I realize. So you think about 
oh man, if Chris Farley would have lived, how many great comedies? Would he have eventually done a comedy with Will Ferrell? Holy shit, how great would that combo have been? Yeah, true. Would he have done something with Kevin Hart now? Would he have done something with The Rock? It would have like, been like... The Rock and Chris Farley in a, in that a been movie? Funny, dude. How amazing would that be? But then you also start to worry... What if it just went to shit? What if he just yeah, started yeah, yeah. doing like, like Doctor Doolittle Little Six? I'm you know? Trying. Yeah, I was gonna say who 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 could we use? <laughs> like Eddie Murphy would be a good now. example. I guess. Oh no, Eddie Murphy still. I don't puts know. Doctor Doolittle still still did I'm pretty sure good were, at the theater with the kids. Great, and shit, I'm sure. You know? I mean, the Nutty Professor movies are fine. I don't like, know why I'm knocking Eddie Murphy, but like if if Chris Tucker were to make, you know how there's rumors there's gonna be a Rush Hour Four. Like yeah, well, they've been Tommy Boy Six. Rush Hour Three fucking sucked. You know what I mean? It wasn't. They always go a little too far with sequels. I realize everyone wants a trilogy now. You notice that? Yeah, yeah, true. It has to be a three part. Has to be threes. I don't understand why everything has to be Dude, threes. Even the I, Santa Claus movies ended up being a, a three. Is it? With yeah, the, the one with Tim Allen? Yeah, there's the oh, Santa shit. Claus, the Santa Claus, the Mrs. Claus. And then um, Santa Claus 3, the escape clause. Like, oh, yeah, true. I got a kid. Like, to me, I actually dude, like the first Santa Claus. If it ain't fucking Alien or Star Wars. <laughs> Those are sagas. Stop fucking I think they making call, it. Stop James, making you're a movie guy. Is it called a saga if it's more than three? Yeah. Yeah, saga. An- anthol- they, they, anthologies anthology. of anthology. Yeah. yeah, like the Alien because X Men had the first trilogy. I love Alien. X Men had the first trilogy where the third one sucked, and the X Men did a second trilogy where the third one also kind of sucked. Oh, X Men's garbage. Not all of them. Oh, all oh of yeah. Them. They, I you like X Men and X Men Two? I stopped watching. I mean, the first one's all right. No, yeah, X Men Three Last Stand sucked. I'll admit that. Yeah, Last Stand was hot garbage. garbage. But then X Men First Class yeah. when they brought in the new people and they the had new the new ones, Magneto. The new ones are good. I thought the new ones were well, good. Well, Fastbender's dope. Fastbender's a great like, Magneto. You put yeah. him in any fucking movie. It could be the shittiest movie ever. It'd be great. He's yeah, good. like all the Wolf Logan was my favorite one. But I didn't watch yeah, all Logan, the fucking Logan's Wolverine movies. Deadpool was great. A couple of Wolverine movies sucked. A couple were good. Logan was awesome. No, how the no, how the best X Men. Movies have the least X Men in them because they Logan focus on yeah. they focus on it's one fucking character, character yeah. one story. Yeah, and yeah, then, I like the that. Third that's one is always we need more because that's yeah, yeah, how true. sequels go. Sequels are like we got to go over the top. You got to escalate. Well, that, that's why, kinda, I think that's what kind of killed yeah. all these Netflix fucking Daredevil and all that because you got Daredevil, then you got Punisher, then you got fucking now yeah, you got Defenders, now you got to put them all together. Now, like there's there's times where I'm sitting there thinking, what show was that scene from? Like I remember an awesome scene. I'm sure. like, was it on Daredevil? Or was, was it on Jessica fucking, Jones or yeah. or Luke Cage? Like, well, that's also the problem with it. Netflix. Is like you can binge everything in a week. In a week, and it just it all runs to like TV didn't used it to be like that. Brain. Like you'd have to wait a whole fucking week. You digest a show. I always wanted X Men. I do a whole bit on that shit. Actually, do you really? Yeah, you never my binge watching. No, about you dream about the shows and dude, I've had that. Forget about your regular life. I used like, to have it's it. Tuesday morning, like oh shit, I can't turn it off. <laughs> Were you ever obsessed with playing video games or anything? Oh hell yeah. Dude, you ever dream about Gear, the video dude? games? Metal Gear? I used to put <sighs> strategies together in my head I used to while have I'm going it. to sleep. Hell you ever yeah. play Metal Gear? Yeah. Remember when you had to like find Twin the fucking Diazepam so you could not shake? See, yeah, I, was, right. I wasn't a Metal <laughs> Gear guy. <laughs> you had to run back, dude. You had to run back through fucking five stages See, now this reminds to me find of my the fucking dream. Diazepam <laughs> <laughs> so that you're I not shaking it. to snipe somebody. And I would go to sleep like, where the fuck is that yeah. diazepam? You'd find it where? the next day, too. Like, I remember going through a lab, and I remember going, and then you end up fucking playing the next oh, day, yeah. you find it. Oh, it was yeah. like... I will just say GoldenEye 64. Oh, yeah, I would have dreams where I'm like, proximity mines are in the bathroom. I can't use the bathroom because if the door opens, <laughs> I'll blow up, so I'm going to have to piss my bed. Like, I thought I, I was going to get seizures from that fucking game, dude. That, that game first, was, because that was like one of the first It was the first, uh, first, uh, first person first, view, first, dude. Yeah, and so I remember getting a little, like, Oh, I, do, I used to turn that shit off and my head would hurt. Or I had the dizzy? one friend yeah. that you thought was cheating, too. I would be shooting like crazy at them, and the one guy would just run by a one shot, right? Nine milled in my yeah. freaking the, forehead. No lie, like, I was playing fucking, like, the last thing I played online was uh, Medal of Honor on my PSP, dude. I used to play it online Jesus all the time. Christ. I, yeah, I still have it. It still works, dude. I, Damn. I just haven't used it. Okay. But on my PSP, 
I'm playing Medal of Honor, and you know it's fucking just all out war. Yeah. And then you see motherfuckers flying, like across the screen, or like unlimited bazookas. Like, come on, dude. Yeah. Like, you fucking punk ass nine year old. I know you're fucking nine years old. Don't hack online. <laughs> you little shit. Not cool. I've never right? played online video game. Oh, these kids cheat, dude. I'm it's sure they insane. No, they can't cheat now. Oh, they can't. They got blocked. They, they, they get banned so fast. All right. Oh my god. Are you in that gamer world, James? Hell yeah. Yeah. I have two of everything in this house right oh, now. Oh, damn. Yeah. damn. So, I'm so trying to you save over here I'm going to get a Nintendo Mini for Christmas? Did you ever hear that conversation? No, really? Yeah, yeah. you were just talking could about you it. Do- could you help me crack it so I could download all the yeah, games? Yeah, I'll get you whatever you want. Hell yeah, man. Because no, it doesn't come with RBI Baseball, but he I really want RBI Baseball. He crack it for you, bro. Why are you talking about this life, dude? That's it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Hacking's bad. Don't do that. All right. Here's what we need to talk about. Anyway, rest in peace, Chris Farley. Oh, rest in peace, Chris Farley. You're the best. I, I'll still watch yeah, Tommy Boy you, once a year. Great movie. All the other cameos. Black Sheep. I love Black Sheep. I love Black Sheep, dude. I, I just loved all, all the little stuff he pops in on, which always makes me go, oh, fuck, I forgot he was in like, there. I'm going to watch that. Coneheads t- tonight, dude. Coneheads, yeah, yeah I'm going to watch Coneheads. That's that a dude was funny just... movie. Because he was the boyfriend. <laughs> he was fucking hunting. <laughs> it's just a classic dude that just, like, I felt like he really did want to make people laugh, but had his own personal demons. And just to sum up the whole who you keep in your circle... That goes for any walk of life. Yeah, dude. If you surround yourself with scumbags, you're, you're going to go be down a, scumbag, a bad path. Dude. That's the way it is. Yeah, you I mean, know what I mean? And, and you got to surround yourself with people who have got like big goals and have got the same ambitions but, you do. Otherwise, they're going to drag you down. Especially in our, in our fucking profession, dude. Like, Definitely. I mean, how easily is it to get drugs when we get off stage? We could show mm. up to work drunk, high. Nobody gives a fuck. Nobody cares. You're making people laugh. Nobody gives a shit. We joked about this. James you know, Webb so works at a place with, uh, we're not knocking the place, it's a great establishment. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, with about eight other comedians, and they all work there, and I go, well, they clearly don't drug test, because <laughs> that many comedians working in one place, yeah, they pretty relax. You know, Chicago Trolley doesn't drug test, we know how many of our friends Not even the drivers. <laughs> Good, yeah, exactly. Not even the drivers. Driving a fucking double-decker, high as shit. <laughs> So it being the holiday season and all, Joey, you and I saw each other a couple. We were you at the Zanies pop party as well, right? No, I didn't stop at the Zanies. Okay, though, I stopped by the Zanies party. This was I feel like I'm two, not part of the Zanies ago. family sometimes, man. All right, well that's another podcast. I mean, we'll I like Zanies. I just feel like I'm not part of the family. <laughs> right. I, I got well. This is the first one I've gone to of those. Um, well, I'd, I'd been gone previously. So Zanies had their party, which was great, and then we went to the Laugh Factory party, which was a madness. I had a good time. I had a great time too. I mean, I left before so the many madness. People. Here's what the man. I'll fast forward to that because I know I don't know. Uh, not that many people live. That's fine. No, let's let's lead into it, dude. Because what time did you get to, to the Laugh Factory? I got to the Laugh Factory party, and I do love holiday parties. There's something holiday parties are awesome. Man. They're dude. great, right? It's festive. It's, yeah, you like know. I worked for the city for 15 years. Holiday party. Now Christmas part season was fucking awesome, dude. People just every office had a party. Every week was a different. Oh, we're gonna have a potluck. Oh, we're gonna do this. It was fucking awesome. We didn't do no work during because you always see a few people. Get outside their comfort zone. Yeah, I was going to say, you get to see the real fucking... There's a few people where I'm like, oh, all right, I've, I've, be, I've started to like people more after seeing how they are. Oh, damn, this guy's a drunken asshole. Do you you of get that? both of them. It's definitely come across a lot of that. So, the Zany's party was great, but the Zany's party was a little more... How do I say this without insulting laugh factors? <laughs> I heard, heard it was the old timers. It's not though. an insult. It was. Well, it was a lot of that, but I love those dudes. It was Schubert solid... Professional fucking comedians, you know, like yes. I know all those guys. Like, yeah, Darius Kennedy was there. It was amazing. Kevin Naughton and Kevin Naughton, good dude. Saw him there. Talked to him a little bit. All um, the guys I used to work with at Zanies back in the day. Yeah, they definitely had that old. But I, I like that too, though. Yeah, like Vince Moranto and shit. Vince yeah, like, Moranto I, was yeah, there. Guys, good guy. Was so, Doby Maxwell there? I didn't see Doby. No, I did not. But like that party felt like 
we're going to our family party. It was almost like a family graduation party before going to a high school graduation or before right. going to like your friend's graduation party. That's right, what I, see, I see what you're saying. Because we went there. Like we're going to stay here drinks. and be team and then we're going to go over here and fucking act crazy. <laughs> well, here, great example. Zany's, mixed drinks. People were dressed up a little bit more. Laugh Factory, beer pong, <laughs> karaoke on the stage. People dancing. Open micers eating like all the fucking food. Making out. Before the real comedian. Can you let that go? This has been on. You've been upset about this since before I'm the podcast started. I'm fucking mad about it, bro. I had go one on, slice of go, pizza. It's, you got your court, man. You got the conch. I'm, you, know, you had one slice of pizza. What time did you get there? Put it this way. A lot of my friends. I got there at 8.30. Got there at 8.30. A lot of my pizza friends that got there by 9 o'clock, 9.30, food was fucking gone. I mean, Maddie, Alex Cuman was sitting there like, there's no fucking food, man. And I saw those two at the Zanies, and they probably left. There's right. no fucking food, man. You know what I mean? Like, and then I'm hearing all my f- comedy friends who are regulars at the fucking Laugh Factory, like been regulars for years, hungry as shit. And then I see a whole fucking wall of open micers, fool, dude. <laughs> they just ate all the food. So yeah, it, you know what it is, it's man? It's like freshmen picking the seniors' plates. You know what I mean? I don't like that. Right? What like, kills me? Though, I I'm, had, it bothered the shit out of me. I'm sorry. The <laughs> next day, I felt. Like awful, like I didn't. Not like I wasn't hungover. I just didn't feel good. I had hangover, and then I got real hungry. Every time I get really hungry, my brain thinks back to there was a lot of free food, and you didn't take advantage of it. And I get mad at myself because oh yeah, true. Zanies had Portillos, and I only had one beef. Oh, oh damn! I had one beef, one piece of chocolate cake. Fuck! I should have next day. I, was, I didn't know that. <laughs> got, got to get in that family. Next day, I was like, oh, no, I, I got invited. I, I just beefs. didn't know they had Portillos. Should have gone, man. I could have had two beefs. Could have had another piece of cake. Could have done all this. So every time I'm hungry, I look back to that time I didn't take advantage of free food, and it kills me. So you have these guys who overindulge. Dude, I swear it. to God, bro, these motherfuckers were scarfing it down, bro. Not to say that they don't deserve the food, but you got the first round, what? first round of a buffet style. You take one piece, but at the same or time, two tops. Like you'll go back for seconds before everyone else gets first. All right, not everybody. We're living in a society, <laughs> damn it, right? But I was gonna say my thing is this, Joe. Like as a fucking grown ass man, all right. You think about what, like the shit you do. Like you just don't walk into a fucking a party that, like, all right. You you got a best friend, all right. Your best friend, fucking Andy, over here invites you over. And then you you bring a guy that you know from work, and he gets there early, and he eats up all his shit. What do you think your best friend's going to say? And he's a dick. Hey, dude, your fucking dickhead friend yeah, who, who never hangs out here just ate up half a fucking that's table. That's the guy that brings old styles and then drinks everyone else's And Stella. drinks the Heineken's the and Heineken's Stella's and all that shit. That's a dipshit. So that, that's how I see it. You know what I mean? Like They the definitely, f- listen. I, have I'll, some I'll manners. Get there be I'm like, you know what? It. I'm an open micer or I don't perform here, but I'll have a slice and I'll mingle and I'll network with people. I'm going to say it though. fucking coming back 20 But you don't want to network at the holiday party though because uh, you run a network, but you don't want to bother the, yeah, true. the club. You know what I mean? If you're, but there's ways though. Yeah, but I remember I remember seeing it like last year, not this one a couple days ago, but last year where there was a couple of people like, hey man, how do I get spots here? I'm like, you don't ask at the fucking holiday no, no, party. Exactly. See, that, see, that's another thing too. That's not networking. That's, My thing networking is Hey, Joe, how are you, dude? Oh, you're a regular here? You're regular. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, I saw you perform here. You get cool with people first, yes, man. Be you know friendly. What I mean? You be fucking friendly. get in. You get in as a friend, dude. I got a cold everyone, by friend, the way. That's why my nose sounds like shit. And Sorry. then once you're a friend and you're cool and, oh, shit, now I can sit next to Joe Kilgallen at the House of Blues or whatever well, the fuck. That's, you know. that's slow down when <laughs> sitting next to me. I mean, you got no, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure some of these younger guys look up to you, dude. I mean, uh, I don't know. Maybe. Let me put in there some was work, a, bro. Well, this, this is perfect segue. Thank you. We can segue to this now. Because afterwards, I'm like, oh, damn it. Because I've got a reputation that I'm not even proud of. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't. I never time. heard of this. Well, what is it? <laughs> Dude, you know me because we, we, you know, we're yeah, peers, yeah. really. So a lot of when I came back and 
a lot of the new comics didn't know me, so whenever I'd have like one of those sets where I tell everyone to go fuck themselves, which oh, I think right. every comic has one every now and then, at least the ones who give a shit. If not, you're not trying, I feel like. They looked at you like, oh. They were like, oh, because people are a little sensitive nowadays, right? It's turned on the crowd because his joke didn't work or some shit. Which isn't even the case. My jokes always work. It was something in the room that bothered me, and I'm kidding. <laughs> sometimes they don't. I'm joking. Of course, sometimes they bomb. Uh, and so I started, like, I remember Marty DeRose was been on the podcast, and a few other people were like, Joe, dude. These young comics are afraid of you, man. You got to chill out. Also, there was a softball I, game. Look, James Webb was at that softball game. There was a softball game. Where oh, I may, boy. I may, have, I may have chucked a few bats at the softball game. Um, I didn't feel well at that game. I should have gone. I remember driving down with Kyle Scanlon, who's been on the podcast a couple times, everyone. Uh, you were dressed to the nines for that game, Well, too, if you're going to play, you're going to play. <laughs> you know what's funny? I was always wearing a Cubs authentic jersey as my last name on the back. And I remember somebody actually gave me shit for this at the, at the holiday party. And... I, didn't, I should have said this to them at the time when they were giving me shit, but I was just trying to be cool laughing about it. I then realized they think I got that specially made. That was a going away present. All right. Also, who cares if it like, like, you know was like, an awesome shit. jersey? Don't be jealous because you can't afford nice things. Right? See, here's the thing, Joe. <laughs> like, I'm a little dude, right? I don't, I don't fucking pick fights or whatever the fuck, but I don't back down. But if I, I can see the aggression in you, like when you perform, because I know how you are and, and I know you. But I can see how I got two one speeds, of these baby. young dudes would probably just be like, yeah, oh, fuck, yeah. Like, Joe will probably punch you in the fucking face. Like, but I'm very approachable. I tell but, people, I go, come on, you can talk to me. I'm not like... But at the same time, Joe, like me being a fucking Southsider and yeah. like, you should fucking wear that, wear that, fucking have that I, little I, edge. Like, you don't have that like, yo, Joe will fucking knock you out. Don't fuck with him. I, I was owning it for a while, I feel like. But then it got to the point where I noticed, I'm like, are people walking on eggshells around me? Because I'm a good dude. I'm not even, like, you know what I mean? I'm yeah, a but nice you should just guy. Worry about your I just friends, have a bad dude. temper. You should just worry so about, like, your I do. I only, that's all I give a shit about. But you, you mentioned, like, maybe some of the younger comics might look up to me. And who knows if they do. If they do, great. If not, I'm just saying, if you're listening, I'm approachable. I'm a good dude about stuff. Yeah, he just doesn't punch people in the fucking face. Oh, wait a minute. It's warranted, I will. So here's the story. Go back. I was going to say, <laughs> let's go back to the aggression. Let's go back. Um, I tease this. And the people who've been listening to this podcast, I'm going to build up. We're going we're gonna to build this one. The people who've been listening to this podcast from Jump Street, this is episode 39, know that I have a bad temper. And I talk about how I'm trying to work on it. And I've struggled with it. And sometimes, you know, it scares me even. Because uh, I've had a couple episodes of this podcast where, you know, things. You get heated? Got heated, you know. There were some tears, there was some yelling, there was a few, few incidences. And, and then I've had, you know, podcasts where I recap, I did this stupid thing. Now, I was proud to say that since that softball game I talked about, where there was no physical, I got in one dude's face and I talked to him the next day and we were cool, and then I like threw a bat across the street or something. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it was across the street, but you know what I'm saying. Excuse me, I just had a burp. And, um, but I relapsed, everybody. I relapsed. I was, I've been controlling my temper for since like May. Here we are in December now, and I had um, I hadn't gotten any physical altercations with anybody since May. So, well, May was the last time I lost my temper, where it was like out of okay. control, and I hadn't gotten into a physical altercation since my son was born. And I'm gonna get to that in a little bit because as a dad, I'm sure you could relate. Now, here's the story, though, everybody. I want you to know why the relapse occurred. Had I been drinking a lot, yes, I did not have my car on me, so it was almost like a green light to drink even more. And uh, my wife was being cool enough to wake up with my son the next day. So I'm like, ooh, Dada gets to sleep in. This is a treat. So it'll be great. I was at two holiday parties, 80s Laugh Factory. Then we're, the plan is to go to a bar. I might not name it because I'll explain a little bit why later. Because yeah, someone yeah, it, it, has it, a thing. Anyway, it's a, bar, it's a 4 a.m. bar in the city. 
And you don't want the city inspector showing up to this place. No, no, no. So it was, it was a four a.m. bar in Chicago, and I ended up being out of breath the first half hour there because me and my friend Angelia, she was like, "Oh, let's sprint," because some people were walking, the people behind us, and like we talked about Danny Kalsis, this is his girlfriend. He's got this great joke just about running. I'm not going to ruin his joke for him, but it's really hilarious. And we brought up that joke, and she told me the story about how that joke came about. And then um, I talked about racing someone once, and she's like, "You want to race?" And I was like. I think she just wanted to do it just to get there quicker, you know? I'm like, I'll race. She's like, all right, cool. When we hit Halstead, we'll race to this next street or something. I smoked her. I'm not bragging. I did. <laughs> I'm deceivingly fast at times. But I'm also in terrible shape. Terrible shape. So even though if someone were like, hey, you want to sprint 50 yards, I'll do it and, and hold my own. And you're going to fucking regret but it But then after. I'm going to be out. My heart was beating heavily. I was like, <sighs> I couldn't breathe. I was Chest at the bar. Burning and shit. Chest burning. Everyone's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I no, tried. I, to, I like- tried to play a fucking uh, a three-on-three on three on a... On a- Outside Were hoop? you dying? Oh, I was fucking dead. When dude. I was in LA, I played a couple games, and the first game I was great, and after that, I was dying. Oh, my chest was burnt. I was sore. My legs were sore for like two days, dude. So all this alcohol, it didn't help anyway. So we go to the 4 a.m. bar. It's a lot of our comedian friends, like probably about 20, 25, bounce around, conversation, different, talking to different people, all that kind of stuff. And I'm getting ready because we're going to split an Uber on the way back. So I'm getting ready to leave. I walk up to my friend, and she's talking to another one of our friends. And it's the two of them, so two women, and this dude who I, he looked vaguely familiar, like I thought maybe he was at the party, but I didn't know him, I didn't know what was going on, and I'm like zipping up Honestly, I think every working comic in Chicago probably has that same description of him. Of this dude? Yeah. Yeah, like I've seen him at the spots, I don't know the guy personally, never worked with him, but... A, a few people, yeah, he's kind I've of recognized in that sense. So I'm like zipping up my coat, and I kind of thought he said something shitty there, and I'm like, wait, what did he fucking just say? Because this is a good friend of mine, first and foremost... Throwing the fact that she's also my best friend's girl, just cool song, everyone. Uh, it, it, you know, I'm going to be on a little bit of high alert going, what's going on here, right? So I'm like, trying to, you know, I'm getting ready to get the hell out of there. And then she said something back to him, like, you know, you know, because of the insults he threw at her, she was like, oh, you're going to, you said all these horrible things about me, and you're still, like, he was being aggressively flirting with her the whole night. I didn't see it before because I was over on one side, you know. It's probably because when I was hanging out by her, he didn't go over. But then when people were leaving, it was just he that's how these fucking scumbag yeah, dudes are. It's like, oh, she's they, by they herself. See, now. They see nah, who, who's around them, the right? And shit. And, um, but I was back. <laughs> so I'm hearing this going, what the fuck did this guy just say? And then another one of our buddies, our buddy Joe, he, uh, he like kind of came in because they're old friends, him and Angelia. And... He got pushed from behind. You know what's killing me, though, right now? The more I think about it, I'm wondering if Joe was just drunk and stumbled into me, and I think he and got pushed you- <laughs> from behind, and I really started the whole fight off something that didn't happen. But anyway, I, Joe got pushed from behind. That's what I saw. And when I... Dude, I just saw red. It happened so... Joe got pushed. I see him get bumped into me, and I knew it was that dude, because the dude was like right there. He was walking away, and I heard him say, what the fuck did you say? And I know it was a shove. So I just went fucking red. And before I knew it, the dude was airborne, into one of those high, tall bar top tables. Oh, shit. Tall circle ones with the with stools like around tall stools? He went into that. Table almost went over. The stools went down. Drinks in the air. On his fucking back. And I, th- I think I just said, like, you know, like I talked some shit. I'm good at talking shit with people on the ground. <laughs> like, why, Especially if I put you there. Did you step over him like, like fucking Allen Iverson? I would have, but I, I threw him so goddamn far. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not trying to, like, pat myself on the back. I don't know what came over me. I just said, I think I finally caught my breath from that sprint. It had like a little <laughs> runner's adrenaline in there too, and I just fucking got him like hard yeah, shove. But, but here, here's where you shouldn't feel too bad, Joe. I mean, yeah, you lost your temper, or whatever the fuck. But no, I don't feel bad because he's a piece of shit. And everyone, no, I that's, that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna shit. say, don't put 
In other words, you use your bad temper at the right time. <laughs> I did, but you know what's funny though? James, who's a buddy of who's we're friends, yeah. we're good buddies. Sure. Um, he had heard because another person got injured during this, who was oh, an innocent yeah, bystander yeah, 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 and just yeah. got caught up in the fray. <laughs> who we can't talk about. He was originally gonna be on this podcast. Can't talk about it for legal reasons now because he messed up a body part and he needs to body part sounds like his dick. He hurt a <laughs> leg, everybody. Um, and he needs to settle some stuff, perhaps with the guy or the establishment. I don't even oh, know. Shit. Who knows? But that's why he can't be on this. He didn't want to talk about it. I could talk about it though. Um Although I realize this fucks me if this if they come, if they listen to this. I mean, I'm not saying nothing, so you know. Shit, I might have to. I might no, have to just you're it. fine. We didn't mention any names, dude. We didn't mention any names. Yeah. We mentioned where it was. Good point. Good point. Um, we it didn't all it wasn't be even made in Chicago. Up? Nope. This was in Wisconsin. Yeah, dog. We went to holiday parties up in uh, the West. Hell yeah. Uh, it was the Laugh Factory, Alaska. Yeah, <laughs> I got a, it's a great Anchorage spot, man. Hell I like yeah, it. Dude. It's cozy and warm. So. Um, but but you when I walked in you were like what happened and I yeah. started to tell you and you were like Joe like people naturally they hear scuffle and I'm involved they go what's wrong with you and then I because I had another couple buddies texting me well, what happened on this and right away they're like dude and I'm like no no hold on this is when it went down and then they were like you know what good on you yeah, and I love go, how you yeah. just described the whole thing though and then you, at the end you were like maybe I did this on accident <laughs> well no because I'm, I'm starting to think about it you know here's where I am man I'll be honest I know I don't know the dude. But from what I'm hearing now from people, they're all like, you know what, fuck that guy. Also, in my mind, fuck anyone who, when a girl says I've got I was a boyfriend, say, he when was, a girl says I have a boyfriend, back off, and you don't back off, fuck you. I was going to yeah. say, he's harassing your friend he's all fucking friend. night, so, yeah, who's I your best friend's girlfriend. This fuck this guy, I don't feel bad for him. But sometimes I do have too much empathy in the sense that I think, maybe he was just a scumbag and shitty one night, and maybe... The other 364 days, he's People a good guy, and, nights, and now yeah. his now what he wants to achieve in in the world of entertainment is probably fuck now. Because you fucked with people who work at the best club and a guy who's part of the best show, uh, like in front that, of all the working fucking comics. You know what yeah. I mean? So part of me is like a little felt a little bit bad, thinking, "Damn, man, I hope that doesn't." But then I have to reverse and go, "No, you. There are consequences." Dude, for we're your all action. adults. We're all yes. fucking adults. We're not in high school. We're not. You know how all this shit's coming out about? Oh, he tweeted something. Fucking, he said. Faggot fucking 18 years ago or whatever. This is not... Deep. We're all fucking adults. That dude is an adult. He's around comedians. He had you coming. fucking can't drink. You can't handle your liquor. You're harassing a chick all night. Somebody's going to punch you in the face, dude. Yeah, I punched him too. You know what I mean? Like... I just feel like... Although I don't remember it. <laughs> no, you, you, you know what I remember? Dude. No, I did pop him. Because a couple people said, dude, you hit him hard. Um... But this other dude, I think, actually really got the real hard shot. Any names. We're not mentioning the other name, but there was three of us who really got maybe four. Actually, another guy, because um, it was a big scuffle. Oh, like shit. people got pushed. I can't lie. I was, I probably would have dropped the fucking. The bouncer later apologized. The bouncer later apologized to me and then offered me cocaine, which is funny. <laughs> um, he apologized, going, "Hey man, I didn't know what happened. Hey, I got something for the pain." They bro. told me what you did, and dude, I mad respect for you. And I'm like, "Oh, thank you." See, man. you know, see he, what I'm saying? Yeah, like, he, everyone was I'm, on my side after they heard. That's what another happened. thing too, Joe. You, I don't think you have to be worried about anything because everybody that witnessed the shit, it points back to him being yeah. a fucking piece of shit. And harassing Angelia. Me. So he probably, I mean, I'm 99% sure he probably did push Joe, dude. He did push him. I'm sure he did. I'm like 99% sure, too. Joe's uh, a big dude, so that guy's Joe's fucking nuts. Joe's a big fucking dude. Yeah, man, he is a little nuts. He got, got dude, got loud with the wrong That's got one thing about you, people. too, is you're not, you're not an instigator, you're an enforcer. Yeah, yeah. It's not like That's you were, to do it. Thank it's you. not yeah. like you were the drunk asshole all fucking night. And you know, oh, I can't wait till somebody I fucking gets on the table. Because you know, there's breathe. people that wait like that. 
Oh, no, I can't wait sure. till somebody gets out of pocket. You know what I mean? Yeah, they are. It's, sure. it's not like you were that all night. No, I didn't. You just I, got to a point where, like, dude, this guy needs to chill the fuck out. I think what scared me a little bit was how quickly I went from zero to putting someone on the ground. That gets me a little bit because I'm at the age now, man, where I decided. There's consequences, man. Dude, yeah. I told people, like, I remember this story. Um, I saw a girl post something on Facebook. Maybe I've talked about this in the podcast. Who knows? Um not naming the girl because it doesn't matter, where she just said something like, I was on a city bus and this guy was like harassing me. As in like verbally though. Be like, you know, look at you with your nice titties or something. I don't know. I'm guessing. Um, (laughs) I'm guessing that's what was got nice titties. I don't know I'm laughing about why. (laughs) It's normal bus behavior. Bus behavior, you know. It's normal bus harassment. You you have the next stop. The good old nice titty line. Don't be (laughs) bad to girls on buses, people. But she was just like, this guy was verbally harassing me and no one said shit. And I remember thinking to myself, before my son was born, I might have said something to this dude. But now that I have a son, you gotta I have go so home, much dude. more to live for. You fucking got to go home to I'm your kid. I'm not going to be a hero to some girl I don't know because this guy's being and a And people dick. get killed on is the CTA, dude. Yeah. <laughs> if, he started, if he jumps and he starts choking you and like physically or assaulting you, raping you, whatever, horrible. trying to stab you with some shit, dude. Yeah, I will, People are fucking crazy, bro. You know, I will try my best to intervene. But if some dude is just like, you know, what's up, sugar tits? I'm Get off for the next stop. I'm not fucking going to get shamed you know, hey, for man, someone I don't, don't know. Hey, man, don't call her that. Yeah. Because I got more, way more to lose right now. And, and, you're uncomfortable. That sucks, but you're not dead. And, exactly. Mike, you're going to live. If you don't see somebody physically yes. getting If their life choked, is not in danger, I'm not helping and, them. And by you not helping Mike have that person, Mike die or some shit. Yeah. You might have to help. But if somebody just, some wacky dude is just talking, dude, you know, I got on the this, bus, bro. I, I got on the CTA bus. This happened like when it, this happened last winter when I didn't have this piece of shit car. I was taking the bus and the train to all the shows. I'm, I'm trying to get, I wanted to catch the fucking Western bus to take it to the train station because it was snowing, right? Yeah. Some crazy dude is like circling around the bus stop. He's just walking around in circles, dude. Just talking crazy to people. You got a cigarette, man? You got a lighter? And I'm like, no, man, I ain't got shit. So when the bus finally got there and the doors open, he goes, he's like, Go ahead, little man. Right? I'm like, no, go ahead, dude. He's like, no, motherfucker, you go. Like, he called me a motherfucker. I got mad. I'm like, dog, why the fuck I got to be all that? Little man would have upset me more, but go on, huh? No, because I'm a little dude. I'm not going to fight some crazy motherfucker. I'm like, all right, bro, I'm a little man. You know? Yeah. I get on the bus with the dude right now. He's just, he's crazy, dog. He's just fucking staring at me. And I smile. I'm like, what, man? He's like, what the fuck is so funny, motherfucker? Like, he starts screaming, dude. Like, people are looking at like, bro, he might start like stabbing you. I didn't get scared in the sense of like, oh, shit, I fucked up. But I did shut the fuck up. I was more like, I'm like, dude, whatever, bro. And I just minded my own business. He's just yeah. fucking holding on. I mean, he's looking at me like, I will kill you. And I'm thinking like, this, like what you just, it, I'm like, yeah. dude, my kids are at home. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. If Eyes I was down, dude. You know, like if Eyes I was fucking down. 18, 19, I would have fucking called one of my boys. Like, Yo, we got this crazy yeah. motherfucker talking shit at the bus stop. But yeah, I was just like the whole, I'm like, dude, just get on the train. Go do your show. Come back home to your kids, dude. That's the like, that's that's my thing. That's the only reason I'm two days removed from it. But it, but that, I look. I was defending. Uh, I was gonna I was say that situation. Defending my friends. Um, the dude deserved it. And you know he ain't gonna kill stuff. nobody. He's a little bitch. Yeah, like. <laughs> but I didn't know him. I didn't know who he was. I didn't know what you know all that stuff. It's just more the fact that it happened so quickly. And it was personal. It was personal. It wasn't yeah. on the bus. It was personal. No, I mean, yeah. you've been dealing yeah. with the fucking guy for how many hours already? I mean, harassing Angelie all night. I didn't I didn't know it even until then. Until she told you, right? Yeah, because every time it happened, I wasn't there. But she now told me on the ride home there. that he'd been doing that now all fucking night. Now he's at the after night. bar. Yeah. Like, why the fuck is he even there? You know what I mean? He's there to, to fucking harass her. Yeah. 
Like this. Put I, it yeah, like you're this, right. Dude. I probably should have feel bad. I just wish I was a little. Although I will say this, I do remember when he got up. Everything happening in slow motion, and then it happened very quickly. All right. Like I remember. That's I what I'm saying. You, had, you watch, had to have a purpose. I've been watching way too much UFC highlights. <laughs> way too many of those fights because I literally as he stood up, I wasn't slow. I, I kind of did in a second. <laughs> I kind of did. Like I remember as he popped up, thinking like, "I'm gonna counter him." That my, right. went off of my brain. I literally thought like, he'll no, throw I a punch didn't. and I'll fucking counter with the left, which is my weaker hand. But it'll do, it'll do some damage, and then when that happens, I'm coming over the top of the right hand. I thought I thought I'll, I thought because when he came, he did he got up in slow motion he was a little stumbly you know and, and you already planned it out and I already <laughs> planned it out and I'm like let's go you know and um, what was funny is when I did take a half step forward I started to slip and then grab my buddy Joe who was right there the big dude I remember kind of grabbing him right. for like fucking oh my god I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> take him like down that. and then our other friend who will remain remain nameless <laughs> when the whole scuffle and other people got up he slipped on like a lime or something and. See, there shouldn't have been a fucking lime on the floor. Well, also, he wrote, our buddy who should have been on this, I'm not going to name his name because I don't think he wants me to, he made a post saying, I'm never going to the Laugh Factory holiday party again. I blame me. He oh, tagged all right, me. All right, yeah, yeah. So everyone right away was like, what did this psycho do? You know what? I saw, I, I, I did me, see that. You know? I actually, I was talking to him right before I left. We were talking bears. Yeah. Right before I fucking walked out. That's why I put a comment. I'm like, dude, what? I had just walked out. What the fuck happened to you? And then he was like, Oh yeah, he's like oh, went fucking, to the name of the bar. My MCL yeah. is fucked up or some shit. No. Yeah, here it is ligament and something. Uh, but see, here's the thing, Joe. Like, I understand where you're coming from, bro. Because like, where I grew up at, I grew up, I grew up in a fucking rough neighborhood, dude. Like, I got a crooked nose from. By the way, punched. everyone, Joey grew up in back of the yards, back of the yards neighborhood, which is the neighborhood that the fictional show Shameless is said to take place. Yep, they filmed on the west side, but they <laughs> it's supposed to they be they refer to back supposed of the to be in back of the yards. Yes. Which is funny because there aren't that many Hispanic people on the show. Which is showing oh, yeah, that's not Back in the Yards, like dude. 70% Hispanic, The reason right? why it's called Back in the Yards is because it's right behind the stockyards. Yeah. Where all the German, Polish, Irish, But now it's mostly Mexican. Hispanic. Yeah, I mean, even back mostly? in the day, half of the neighborhood was black. I mean, it's like one-third Irish, one-third black, and then one-third Hispanic. Okay, cool. But it was I knew all, there was a lot of Irish down there. It was all hard, like, blue-collar fucking working in the meat packers. I still know working in the slaughterhouses. Yeah. You know, like that's all the Mexican, like, put it like this, dude. One, all it takes is for one motherfucker to get a good job in a meat factory. And then the word gets around. They talk to the family in Mexico, move to back of the yards. There's jobs at the meat factory. Just, that's how that's how they all migrated. That's how all immigration you know worked, I mean? I feel like. Yeah. All, all the Irish in fucking Canaryville, dude. Totally. That's how they all moved in there. So the back of the yards, like, it was always low, like, low-income Hispanics, Europeans. It's all. It was always like that. It was no, like, I know Irish in Canaryville, not back at the yards. I'm sorry. Well, Canaryville is pretty much back at the yards. It's like right, literally attached yeah, to it. Exactly. <clears throat> so it, it's like one of those neighborhoods where, you, you, you know, you ever work with Brett Ernst? Yeah. He does a joke where, like, if you've never been punched in the face, you're not a fucking man. Like, I thought that was a Steve Trevino joke. No, it's maybe it's Brett Ernst. It's, it's Brett Ernst. Yeah, I, like, I worked with Brett Beck in June. He's been on this podcast. Oh, I, yeah, because yeah. I've done zanies with him like a whole week. And I remember him. And yeah. it's true, dude. Like, I got into a lot of fights in the sense where you had to fucking fight. Yeah. I mean, you got little black kids, little Mexican kids talking shit to your fuck you. And I'm a little guy. You had to fucking fight. You had to get beat up. You know what I mean? So I see where you're coming from, bro. Like, I'm 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 five three. All right. And I watched I watched the, I used to watch a lot of UFC. I don't watch it as much. Yeah. But you know how bad I would love to have one of Anderson Silva's legs, bro. Just his leg. I don't care yeah. if I look fucking. Ridiculous. <laughs> Ridiculous. One leg. Because <laughs> I want to swing it and just kick a motherfucker in the head, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> imagine kicking somebody in the head the way uh, Holly Holmes kicked. Oh, <laughs> Ronda Rousey? Yeah, she got fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, 
I can see like when you get angry. Oh, this guy's harassing. Ronda Rousey called that too. Ronda Rousey was on Jimmy Fallon the week before. Fucking hard. And she in goes, that I know what Holly's gonna do. Holly's gonna try to kick me in the head and knock me out, but I'm not gonna let her. And Ooh, she, she got did. kicked in she the stood fucking up and head, got knocked. And I can see where like the anger of somebody harassing Angelina all fucking night. Like if I would have had Anderson Silva's fucking kicking strength, I probably would have just turned around and kicked the motherfucker. In the, you know what I mean? Like you can't feel bad, dude. I mean, I, I just I just remember when he stood up, him swinging. Me, and it did. It felt. It did feel like just did like a real like quick little right, like, I gotta like a boxing. Cool. <laughs> and he just slide this way as I saw the fist go that way, and then and then it was just a fucking a, a bunch of bodies, and it all went one way like a herd, like like a rugby scrum. Oh shit! Yeah, you know, everyone went this way, everyone went that way, and I ended up being outside of it. And then Angelia was was like almost against the window getting crushed. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like I was just trying to protect yeah, her. And now she's on the wrong side of this thing. Um. I just whenever those fights go down, my biggest thing is like, I, there's always a, I'm always worried about women getting in the middle. You know what I mean? I remember, I remember one yeah, time I was like, a bunch of drunk you probably dudes. know the area Harlem Madison that stretch in oh, hell yeah, Forest dude, Park that's fucking, bachelor party there. Like one of that's my early where that 20s. Uh, that Scrying Chops restaurant yeah, is yeah, over yeah, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. That way, I think we were at some. I can't remember the name of the bar. It doesn't matter. But we we're. It was another situation similar, actually. I felt like shit the whole time because I had a bad Italian beef. <laughs> and I remember not feeling terrible. I wasn't drinking, but I was still doing shots because I don't consider shots drinking. And uh, just feeling awful. And then a, a bar fight started. And I almost punched a female bartender in the face because I got hit from behind. And I turned around swinging. And I literally got this close to her face and pulled back like, ah, oh, shit. the fuck? Why would you get in the middle of this? You're gonna get bunch hurt. Of drunk dudes, man. Yeah, just that's my biggest fear. Is like seeing one of those melees where some drunk huge dude just fucking goes backwards on a five foot one inch woman and crushes her, and it's like. And then there's really gonna be news about that shit, man. Yeah, and then and then a skull will but get see, here's, broken for sure. Let's go back to. I'm okay with what I did. I just wish. I don't know. I not wish. I, I'm oh, I'm all right with what happened. The, the guy was being a piece of shit. I was sticking up for my friends. All that's cool. You just wish well, individual one wouldn't have got hurt. <laughs> yeah. Well, just being a dad now, I want to avoid those situations. Yeah. True. I could have gotten into his face and said, "You fucking apologize, asshole," or I'm going to hit you. You know, I could have done that. Yeah, true. That would have been better. Or you could or just like, be like, "Hey, who are you? Get the fuck out of here." Yeah. yeah. The fact that I went. What scares me is because I got to be better because I've got more to you know live for now. Isn't it weird? But like you know my twenties, I ah, fucking kill me. Yeah, what do dude, I, you know, no one's gonna be that sad. Uh no people I mean dude your but wife you and your kid you're like you gotta go it's home. Just, yes. You don't want to <laughs> mess with that. You're so, not invincible anymore. No I'm not. Yeah. Far from it. Right? No, and not not even not even getting killed. But I went from zero to but, uh, throwing a guy. Not, not even getting killed, Joe. Think about all this shit because I've been I I got a fucking forty ounce busted on my head when I had no insurance. That's bad. I probably still owe Fucking the hospital, fucking ten G's for the staples I had to get in my head. Sure. So think about now. We talk about the American healthcare system and how it fails know, drug right? people at brawls. But see, think about all that. How it affects everything, dude. You got a baby at home. You got a newborn coming. You got a wife. You're you got a, a mortgage. Comedian. You got a mortgage. Now you get into a fist fight. She you pays break, more of it you than break me, three fucking fingers or some shit. She pays all of it. Yeah. Right? You break three get fucking honest. fingers or. You get a fucking bottle bust over hand, your head. I can't hold the microphone. I can't work. Not just that, but you're, now you got a fucking bill. Yeah. Yeah, dude. That, that, you're probably going to hang over you for years. Yeah. Just because you fucking got mad at some asshole that nobody knows. Yeah, people sue each other now. So, yeah, it's you, not, yeah. People even though he was the piece of shit, even yeah. though he was the piece of shit, all you got to do is, oh, this guy pushed me into the wall and I fucking hurt my elbow. You know, like it take, that's all it takes now. Because I, I always look at it like, like when you're 18 and you get into or 16, you get into a fight. Your kids, nobody gives kids, a fuck. Yeah. Your kids fighting, dude. 
now it's a right of passage. Like you were talking about earlier, you had to fight in such certain situations earlier. Uh, we had that too in our group of friends. It's like, okay, someone fucked with one of our guys. We're all going to go here and, and handle business fucking and shit, coming. Right? But That's why I think we, I always like those Boston movies where it's like, we're going, and you're going too. And it's like, no, yeah, like every, you watch like, Ray we'll Donovan? Get, yeah, they, like they handle like their fucking business. Or Goodwill you know I mean? Hunting. That scene in The Town? You ever seen movie oh, The yeah, Town? Oh, yeah, The Town, yeah. <laughs> where see, he that, goes, you can't ever ask me. We're going to go. We're going to hurt some people. You can never ask me why. Never ask me anything of like this. You know, he's saying to Jeremy Renner, uh, Ben Affleck, and then he just looks at him and goes, we're taking your car in mind. Yep, and I'm going to go handle like, that That's business, the yeah. shit they like growing up in Chicago see, that, and neighborhoods like we did. We love that because it's like, yeah, you got your boys back no matter what. And we gotta, nobody fucks with us. Yes. But we're talking about the after party of a Christmas party. I know, man. I was, I was jingle-belling jingle and all like that an shit. It's like an office Christmas party. I mean, even though it's yeah. comedians and we're like, we're at the office Christmas party. Dude, you know what I mean? Like, People had like even Santa got hats point. on and like, uh, who was it? Someone had like this, uh, like, Christmas wreath that lit up thing on her, <laughs> around her, and I'm like, this is great, you know? Man, fuck Jingle Bell up. Rock and all that but shit. See, that's, that's, it, it should go back to that, And then though. I Jingle Bell rocked somebody. Hell yeah, you fucking decked his halls, dog. That's what happens. <laughs> that's what happens. You get fresh with the wrong people. Hey, but here, it goes back to this, though, Joe. And I'm not throwing any shots at the Laugh Factory management or anything. I love you guys. Curtis, fucking Brian, I love you guys. They're the best. I love them. But when you send out those invites... Come to the Christmas party. There's fucking drinks and there's fucking alcohol. To a bunch of dumbasses that we don't know. They don't work there. We don't know if they're alcoholics, fucking drug addicts. I always feel like it should be exclusive to a point, bro. Like, who who the fuck is this guy? Nobody knows this guy. Correct me if I'm wrong. I heard that it used to be you had to it have used been to be exclusive. It should be if you're a That's how it was. You had to have gotten paid right. to perform there. Or... Or, or have, get brought, or, or get brought have, by another comedian. Yes, or have people who are paid like if Joe's uh, like an industry night yeah. deal. That's how. That's exactly yeah, how it should always be, man. No, nobody fucking knows this guy, dude. Yeah, like why was he? Yeah, even exactly. There? Like that's how it should be. It, it should Let me be. give a couple shout outs to people who are listening real quick. Uh, Juan, <laughs> well, just to break it up a little bit. Juan uh, Morales, what's up, dude? I'm in my I'm in my championship for fantasy football. He's one of my dudes who follows my fantasy football show. Oh shit, how Mexicans. are you? Um, Jonah Jerkins was watching for a little bit. Brian Crawford, he's one of my neighbors. Good dude. Val Victoria in my high school, too. Smart guy. Oh, shit. Garcia, I'm facing him in the championship. We're going to do this. Frank Dick, what's up? Mark Ed, uh, Victor Ortiz, um, uh, Colin Marine, how you guys doing? Thanks for checking out the show live. Uh, but yes, I definitely think it should be just for the safety of it in a weird way. Yeah. Also, like... You know I mean, I don't know. Do are we sounding like old party poopers? No, 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 people dude, there. no, dude. Here, look at perfect it people. Yeah, either perfect scenario. Your paid member or paid. What am I saying? The member paid regular. Paid regular. Paid regular that's the word. Or you get vouched by a couple paid regulars. Yeah, or or you met a couple open micers that you're real cool with, and you brought them with. Yeah. Hey, you want to come yeah, to the fucking factory party? Yeah. yeah. But here's here's how I look at it, dude. All right, it's it's an office party. The only way there should have been a fucking fight like that. Was through a disagreement. You know how you got a coworker and now you both are drunk. <laughs> to the laugh at your credit, this happened after afterwards. Hours yeah, at true. Different establishments. True. So I'll, I'll but it him. all started at the, with this asshole drinking at the laugh factory. I think he was there. Yeah, we're pretty sure he was there. Yeah, he was there. I, I mean, he's, I looked him up on banned, Facebook. No. I saw him. Oh, okay. But that's the only time a fight should break out, like at some fucking office Christmas right. party. Like me and you are coworkers. We run yeah. the mail room and we fucking start fighting about white Where socks and Pepe cubs, Sylvia? and we're drunk as shit. <laughs> And now, oh, fucking Joe Kilgallen's in my face about the fucking Cubs. And then it gets escalated. That's the only way there should have been any kind of fucking altercation, bro. Dude, I haven't got to do a big Cubs-Sox brawl in a while, so that'd be fucking I was big. at the game when fucking Barrett punched uh, AJ. AJ, dude. back in the day? Yeah, May 20. It was my wife's birthday. That's why we, we bought tickets. My, my wife's a diehard White Sox fan, bro. Like, shoot. She's a diehard sport. She'll fight, dude. 
just diehard sports fans, bro. So we were, we were sitting in the upper deck, and we saw the shit go down. But we didn't, we couldn't really see what happened off the field. But we just remember like fucking Pesednik tackling Barrett. Yeah. But when they showed the replay, dude, at least seven fights fucking broke out in our little section. Like I bet I heard people, that. I mean, was going people down, started man. fucking pushing. Whenever each other there's a brawl, people don't realize this. This happens. I think every every sporting event where there's been a brawl. <laughs> Like what happened um, back in October with Conor McGregor versus Khabib. There oh, was yeah, fights yeah. There all was fights throughout the, stands, the whole casinos dude. in the stands. It was Because there's Irish guys and some Khabib. And Russian like, dudes. Yeah, guys, you know what I mean? Going crazy, you know what I mean? Um, some of the videos I saw, my Irish brethren did not do so well. I think they are just a little too drunk, you know what I mean? <laughs> they were fucking throwing <laughs> some wild up. shots, you know what I mean? Uh, I saw a few where the, the Russians were getting proper headbutts, you know? But, yeah, that definitely happens all over. But let's segue into this. You were there at Soldier Field this past Sunday to watch Hell yeah, our man. Chicago Bears. Hey, real North. quick, Nolan, uh, a.k.a. Galway DeBay. Galway DeBay on Facebook, but he's also been on this pod, podcast. Uh, sorry, Killgallon's Pub. He How many like times episode, did he say cunt while he was on here? A few. We actually right. talked We talked about the word cunt. He is like an artist. He's the only person that's allowed to use it, dude. He is the best at using that word. Anyone from Ireland, England, Scotland, Australia, they've got a, they've got a grasp on that word. I feel like they could get away with it. Yeah, they just say it. They call themselves it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, they, it's uh, just I'm such a cunt. I'm a dumb cunt. You know what I mean? Like they say it in a weird like way. Like they use it as a compliment. It's a good cunt that last. Well, yeah, you know, but, you know, Galway to bait. You know, fucking. He hooked me up with the tickets previously. I went to the game against the Rams, which is on Sunday Night Football, where the Bears might have broke the Rams because the Rams look like shit this past week. Dude, too. I think they fucking like got into Jared Goff's head, dude. dude he's the like, Rams he's wooing. Thirty-five points, forty points a game. If you look at their, did you see that? Points, the, like, the one where he threw that fucking like, I called I that he, shit. Like, I said he was going to be all cold, little California boy with his wobbly legs. Yeah, that was embarrassing. That throw, I remember that. But their whole point total, the Rams. It was like 35, 45, 50, 35, 40, 45, 40, 20, 20, 35, six, six, dude. Fucking field goals off, like I said they would. And dude, Eric Rodgers didn't destroy. throw a fucking touchdown. Eric Rodgers is one is an all time great, so I can't really dog him too much. Well, here's the he's, thing: I'm not going to dog him as a decline. football player. No, he's still amazing, but this year has been. Eh. Well, I mean, you see the fucking arrogance in his press conference, like. So then we're gonna go to, we're then we're gonna go to Arizona, then we're gonna go to Chicago where we always do well. No, you got your ass beat, dude. Like, that was the beauty of it right there. You know, if you <laughs> really watch him, if you're a true NFL fan, don't look at passer rating. That stat has been proven. No, no, it's accuracy, dude. Rating. It's fucking... No, his accuracy is still the... But you know what he does? People say this. They go, oh, he had the record for most uh, pass attempts without interception. Yeah, because he takes more sacks Because he takes more sacks. He takes so many fucking sacks. And, and that's why I like that. He's good at throwing it away when he doesn't get sacked. Yeah, I know he's smart with that stuff. But there's a new stat, not new, but it's it's a better stat for judging quarterbacks because the top two guys are Mahomes and Breeze on the stats. So obviously, and those are the so they're, they're guys. using those two stats. Well, everyone used to look at passer rating, right? But passer rating doesn't take in you getting sacked or you fumbling it, right? Those are out of the equation. So QBR quarterback rating is a better statistic. To evaluate how good a quarterback truly is, and it shows Rodgers like his overall game. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is kind of middle of the pack, which is surprising for a guy who scrambles as well as he does and throws on the run. He takes a lot of sacks because he's afraid of throwing interceptions. That's much afraid, just he knows that's a stat that people get mad about. So he's like, I mean, look what look when he throws his interceptions. It's when he's getting pressured. Yes. So he would rather take the sack. You know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, also, but here's he's, the thing. But he was so fucking inaccurate on Sunday. Like, he, he was off, dude. He was. He was. He and I think guys. I have he needs a that guy that hits that one, that hitch route he loves so much. Not really a hitch. Yeah, like the know. fucking bootleg. He, I mean, he was doing that shit all night. You know what I mean? Here's here's what I think. You know, you know how the Bears took the foot off the pedal or 
took their their foot off his neck in game one. Yeah. I think he was a little scared of that shit, bro. I think he sees how the defense progressed, or the Bears' defense progressed, and what they did to Jared Goff. And I have a feeling that he came into Sunday's game like, they're going to try to fucking crush me today. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it was in his head, bro, because he was off. I mean, he was I watched off. Aaron Rodgers destroy the Bears for years. I think what I noticed, though, in the second half, I got a little worried because the Bears' defense is Oh, fantastic. when they scored, though. When they scored? When yeah, Green Bay scored? We, no, I'm talking oh, about Green the Bears. Oh, oh, when they got tied? Don't get me wrong. We were fucking I nervous. I thought when we went up, because when we went up, that was one of Mitch's most impressive drives of the season. Oh, it was awesome. He, he is definitely the most impressive drive. But the he only reason why they the, the only reason was, why they scored the touchdown was because of Matt Nagy's mistake with the fake fucking uh, field goal. Oh, uh, fake punt, that, yeah. The fake punt, and that's what got them close enough. Like, he didn't even throw the touchdown. He... The fuck they ran it in. Nagy had so much confidence in the defense. Here's where our defense, our defense does have one weakness. It's um, passes in the middle of the field. Yeah, I know. And some of our open field tackling isn't as strong as it should be. Yeah, right? when they when they let, when they give the guy like a, you know a the ten game we foot lost? space. Yeah, the game we lost against the Giants was it's kind missed of tackles, dude. We don't always make the best. But then again, it was fucking adjustments. It was fucking Barkley though. You just can't. Well, Barkley's a beast. Don't get me wrong. But also, you have some other plays where Shepard is making plays. Oh yeah, Shepard oh, no, was Beckham's burning us, man. Freak. Don't get me wrong. But there was definitely somewhere you're like, all right. L- l- I mean, remember Shepard's touchdown when he was standing all by him fucking self, like. Why do all Odell Beckham? He was like that was a trick play. He was well, yeah. Odell Beckham threw it to him, but still, I mean, there was nobody fucking around Shepard, dude. Where do you think the Bears are going to? Uh, how far are we going to the? Playoffs? I don't know, man. I, I, I mean, I don't want to. Do you, do you follow Lewis Riddick at all? Like, do you follow his picks and shit like that? No. Well, he's been oh, like ninety percent. I consider accurate, myself dude. an expert. So. Yeah, true, true. No, I know he picked us to beat the Rams, right? He picked them to fucking represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. But I just feel like when now that you what you saw what Dallas did to the Saints, right? And then you saw what what the fucking Bears did to the Rams. The Saints. Barely fucking. They didn't Carolina do that. This past yeah, they didn't. Yeah. They didn't whoop that ass. No. So I just feel like it's the momentum that the teams are carrying right now. I mean, we haven't faced the Chargers or or a fucking Kansas yeah, City no, yet. I'm not thinking about AFC right now. But we'll worry about them come Super Bowl. Exactly. Yeah. But I just feel like the Bears can can beat anybody, dude. I mean, they can beat anybody, bro. I feel like we could beat the Saints. They yeah. could, dude. I mean, if Mitch could just not throw interceptions. The thing as a Bears fan that's making us all precautious right now is that. This feels like a bonus year. This feels like... This is not supposed to be happening. It feels like we were supposed to still be rebuilding. Yep. Not winning the division. Right? And I think a lot of fans, you know, people listening who aren't Bears fans, I'm I'm sure if you're a sports fan, you've had seasons in which, oh, this feels like gravy. Because I thought we'd be okay. Yeah, but this one feels... like You're you're a diehard White Sox fan. Imagine all of a sudden this year, forget Machado, Harper, whatever. Say you're still going young. Put it this way. After the All-Star break... We're we're fucking twenty games above five hundred. You know, like yeah, that would fucking blow our minds. That would blow like, your what mind, the right? fuck? You know, or say you say next year, which is still considered a rebuilding year, right? Say all of a sudden you guys are finding yourself, you get the second wild card. When you'd be like, holy shit, we weren't even supposed to get here. So because of that, you wouldn't be like we're winning the World Series. You'd be like, I see us winning around, and you're happy with that. Right, yeah, but, I don't want to be like we're winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, but the thing is though, but I can see it. Happening. There's this magic, dude. I mean, how do? I'm not a Cub fan. You know I'm not a fucking Cub fan. No, no. But I'm a baseball fan, and I still watch the Cub seasons, even when they won it. And you know they had that fucking magic. There was just, everything was fucking going right, yeah. no matter what happened. The Bears have that, too, a little bit right now, I feel like. I, I feel a, like they it's, have It's it, a magic, and it's a confidence. I mean, for, for, for Trubisky to go from yeah. how he did in the Rams game to playing pretty fucking good, I mean, he was pretty accurate. They played it safe. You know what was you great about played it that, safe. though, because... They beat the Rams on Sunday Night Football. The whole country was watching that game. Hell That's yeah. the big game. And they looked amazing doing it. 
Mitch was rusty. It was his first game back after two weeks off. Then you go into Green Bay. A lot of times, this is where Nagy has been a very good coach this year, and I think he should be coach of the year in his first season, which is great, is that teams will get jacked up for big games, but they'll play down to their competition sometimes. And almost made it seem like he made them go, listen, I know it's a rivalry game, so naturally they'll be buzzing anyway, and we could clinch the division. But sometimes when a team wins a Sunday night game and they did do it in dominant fashion, they let their guard down naturally. Yeah, the next game, Mitch they came, even they better. came right they back just, in, dude. Yeah, and Mitch even said t- today in some press conference where he goes, we haven't played our best football yet. So the idea that they have been getting better week to week to week to week does make me feel really good about the playoffs. The only two team, the only team I'm really, I mean, Rams in LA would be a different beast. But I, I it's, here's the thing about cold Saints weather teams: cold weather teams play good in warm weather, but the warm weather teams don't play good in cold weather. I always right? feel like if you have speed, they can play on turf. They can play. Oh, on Oh, Tariq Cohen has been fantastic. I mean, even dude, I mean, even Akeem Hicks for a big fucking guy, he's fast as shit. That's another thing you mentioned, Akeem Hicks, and it makes me I mean, think of like the 2015 Cubs, the 09 Blackhawks. These are teams the year before they win it all. I mean, what did Ross, what did Ross do for the Cubs? What did David Ross this do? Is As a fucking forty-year-old yeah. guy. Yeah. Oh, that big game. Yeah. I mean, game seven home the run. The little of things he did is what got you guys to where you. Where but you, you have characters, beat. and these teams are fun. Right? Yeah, I love exactly. watching teams that are fun. I'm like, God damn, the Bears are fun right now. They after every game they do that club dub thing, they're oh, dancing in the dope. locker room. They're they just they seem like they all get along. They see, and obviously teams like, that winning get along. Why like, do you no think stiffness? Some why teams do you, win and they're stiff and you're like, fuck this team, you know? Why do you think White Sox always bring it back? Why do you think we fucking love Ozzy Gian so much? I'm, Dude, I love Ozzy. Fucking Gian. love Ozzy Gian. I would I would not mind if they gave him another shot as a manager, bro. I'm surprised another team has it. I know he fucked himself with the thing with well, him. Well he talks now, a lot. He's a he's a, the way I things are now. Anyway, the, now, I mean, he, pro- he would probably say the F, he'd probably say faggot on TV still. I mean, such an old he school, would just get, crazy yeah. fucking. Because he said that stuff before. He, he would say the shit on the news, dude. He called one of the <laughs> Chicago sometimes writers somebody gay. On yeah, TV. <laughs> and the whole thing with Castro and everything else. So I met Ozzy Guillen back in August. I did this thing with Ryan Dempster at the Vic Theater, which was amazing. It was called Off the Mouth Ryan Dempster uh, Conversations with MLB Legends. And his guests were Kerry Wood, who's my favorite pitcher of all time. I own like three of his jerseys. Uh, Sean Casey, Red's first baseman, who was told told better stories than comedians. This oh, dude, shit. He told told a story about bedwetting. That's one of the funniest stories I've ever heard in my life, dude. I mean, better, like, I'm not kidding. If a comedian did on stage, you'd be like, that's an all-time That's day. an awesome. And he just sat in a chair telling it. And he had timing, knew how to pace, great. Ozzy Guillen and then Anthony Rizzo. As the game was funny as hell, I went up first and just did audience warm up and just you know told some jokes, but like the crowd work just to get all them right. all pumped up. And when I got off, I was kind of waiting in the wings watching the Kerry Wood interview. And this guy, he's wearing glasses now, you know. I don't yeah, remember. He wears a was, big fucking with the black fringe yeah. and shit. And he kind of just hey, great job, give me a handshake. And I was like, oh hey, what's you know what's up, dude? And he's just like, oh cool, yeah. Is there a spot? I got here a little late. Is there like somewhere where people are hanging? And I go yeah. Should I show him the green room, which is like basement of the Vic? And then I got to hang out back there and just hear him tell stories. That's and awesome, the man. dude has a passion for baseball. Anyone who's got a passion for what they do, like a true love. Dude, Ozzy was a bad um, dude, bro. I, like I mean, I remember when I, when, like, I was a little kid when, when he played for the White Sox. I mean, the White Sox pretty much sucked. I mean, other than like, what was it, 84? You had that 83 Sox. And the 83 the 93 Sox. Sox had a good season, too. No, 93, 94 Sox would have been fucking awesome if there wasn't a, a – that was the year to strike. That is but, true. Uh, Oh, yeah, the 94 sacks. I used to get arguments about that. That's when they had Mike Cameron, dude. And they, had fucking, they had a team. squad. They had, obviously, Ventura and Thomas Still and um, Black. I think we had, like, Jack McDowell. Yeah. Uh, but 
Everyone's always like, Dwight Sacks would have won the World Series that year. Maybe. Maybe. But they, they the, there was the a lot of games to go. There was still though. a lot of fucking games I, to go. I, I just have to remind some of my White Sox fan friends because they were like, now we were the best. I'm like, no, you're the fourth best record. Because some people think that the, the best No, they record. didn't have the best. People remember just things wrong. For being you know what else people remember wrong sports-wise, not to cut you off? People go, oh, the Bulls, the year after Jordan retired in 94, almost made the finals without him. No, they lost in the no, second round. They sucked. They lost. In the, they didn't suck. They, I mean, they didn't suck, but in the playoffs, they, playoffs, they weren't year. the same. No, yeah, they team. lost to the Knicks in the second round. Yep. Everyone, they didn't go to the conference finals. They lost. And wasn't in the it the year after round. when he lost to the fucking Magic? Yeah, that's when he came back. But he only. And that's another thing that cracks me about people. They still. He still took him two more seasons. <laughs> yeah, well, because Jordan was gone, and the next year Jordan came back. They lost to the Magic, but Jordan only played sixteen or seventeen regular season games. And every now and then, someone would be like, "Oh, so what? Jordan sat out a year and a half." No, he sat it almost two full. Almost years. two full years, dude. In eighty-two game season, playing sixteen is nowhere near half. Yeah, because I remember, man. I, mean, I remember that shit clearly. I was 15, 16 years old, and we were. Remember, sad, I'm dude. back, and we were 45. fucking depressed. Like Jordan's gone, dude. Like, oh, I, I he's cry, not gonna I, Fucking play for my the sister Bulls cried anymore, when man. my dad told us that morning. My dad I remember waking us up that morning saying, Michael Jordan retired. And I think we both cried. Yeah, and then and when he like, tried to play for the White Sox, I was like, oh shit, he's going to play for the White Sox. But I was I like, like, wanted him to be a two sport athlete. I thought that'd be cool as hell. Oh, but did, dude, did but you see when he came back, back? I'm back. But I'll give, there's a great documentary. It's an ESPN 30 for 30. I, I, I watched Sorry, that. Sorry, but I got a bad cold. But the 30 for 30 will show you. He was getting better in the second half of that minor league season. He came in, he was hitting the ball. He was in playing double A. He came in playing double A. People talk about uh, what's his name right now, Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow came in playing single A rookie ball yeah, and worked true. his way up and is now just going into triple A. But if you look, when you look at their, a, when dude, you look at their bodies, two or three with thirty stolen bases and five home runs, that's not terrible. That's not bad, dude. For a guy who didn't play baseball since you know he was how 17, fucking 18, hard it is to play. Dude, baseball is the hardest fucking game by say, far. People don't understand how athletic you have to be to fucking play baseball. They bro. don't. I mean, like, basketball... It's, it's a lot of hand-eye coordination, obviously, because... But the whole bending the body... You know how different directions... It's, it's, it's just like a wide receiver. Like, a wide receiver has, has to be able to jump, fucking bend his body, fucking like turn his head different one, yeah. directions. Fucking baseball players got to do that shit and hit the ball. Like, it's insane. Hitting dude. a baseball is definitely the hardest thing that to do in all professional bro. sports. I think it's moving. These, especially guys nowadays. You ever face Noah Syndergaard, who's throwing a 93-mile-an-hour slider... Yeah, true. And you also, there are great athletes. Watch them throw a baseball. They'll look terrible doing it. Yeah, yeah. There have been dudes who are like... I mean, Michael Jordan. Did you see when he threw that well, first not, pitch? But, in <laughs> yeah, but Jordan actually was, was one of the better. You ever seen LeBron James throw a first yeah, pitch? Yeah, fucking horrible. No, not good. Some guys... Tracy McGrady tried to pitch a little bit. Um, I mean, some, I some mean think about it, dude. Both, I mean, their whole fucking life is... Holding a basketball with two hands and follow through. It's just that motion of throwing a baseball. And now you've got think. a little ball in your hand. They're not a control issue. It's a different set of muscles. Uh, with basketball and football, though, it's interesting, though, because I think that's why those two sports are now going to be always the top two sports. Baseball, I think, money-wise, is close. And baseball can... It's fast-paced. It's got to be fast-paced now. People get yeah. too fucking bored now, dude. Like, can you sit... Like, can you honestly sit down and watch a whole Cubs game for yes, three hours? Yes, I'm a psycho. We're rare. I, I do that. White Sox teams. Weird, I yeah. can sit there... Most people can't. I mean, during commercial breaks, I'll go fucking make something to eat or smoke a bowl. Oh, yeah, you get out there commercial But I'll come sure. right back down and I'll sit all, and watch a whole fucking white Football's actually kind of slow now. People don't realize it because it's one day a week. Yeah, true. The NFL I mean, it is. That's, is, why it's so hyped. that's why you're so hyped up Because it's it. one day a week. And it's only 16 games. They were game so season. smart. That it's such a short season. Every game matters so much. They you own bring in, a you day. You bring in a whole bunch of money in, in a short amount of time. Yeah, I, I rarely watch the Thursday game. I, yeah, me too. If I if I I'm a big fancy football guy, so if I have players going, I'll check like my phone. But to sit down and watch, I'm not into that. Monday night was invented for gamblers. Oh, uh, you lost your house on Sunday. On Sunday, you could get your money back. Nothing, try to win it back, kid. <laughs> That's what the Monday night football is. But I think they got too greedy with Thursday night football. They'll not. They won't do it away with it because they 
the NFL from a business point of view. So I know I know I got a lot of people listening who probably aren't sports fans, but get this shit just from business. They took the Thursday night product and sold it four times. They sold the streaming rights to Amazon. So if you don't have cable, you could watch it live. And they on play Amazon. the game on Fox now. Yes. All Thursday games are Fox. Then they sold the network rights to Fox. They had it first. They did where they had it on CBS for the first eight games, and Fox on like the last eight games or something like and that. And that was just to make up for Monday night going to ESPN. <laughs> then they sold mobile rights to T-Mobile. God damn. Then they had it on their own NFL network too. Same product, four, four times. different, four different networks. That's just that's like insane, the amount right? of money they get for this stuff is nuts. And you got base. We're talking about baseball, but I was first saying football and basketball. Those are two sports that make it easy for the average person to really get into because of the pure athleticism in it. Um, baseball players could slump because it's so hard to do. A running back doesn't really slump because it's just you could move your legs, yeah, right? Yeah, Unless they're banged up. They're hurt. As long as I mean, they're healthy, if you know how to fucking slump. juke somebody, you're going to juke somebody, dude. A shooter could have an off night, but like you said, if you could juke somebody, you could juke somebody. Like if you're a guard, all right, my jump shot's not working, I'll just drive in. Like, you know, and that's usually one bad night. But they don't slump over the course of, they don't go, oh, for August. You know what yeah, I mean? They don't have like shit like that, yeah. right? Uh, because you could take it over. Unless you, unless you face the Bears defense, dude. That's what made Jordan so damn exciting and what really elevated basketball. It started with Magic and Bird, of course, and Dr. J. Can't take anything away from them. But up until 1989, baseball was number two to football. Well, baseball was number one up until like early 70s, and football really got Maybe mid-70s, football started to take over. Uh, and baseball's still right up there. But... With basketball, the way people would see Jordan just be able to like, oh, it's the fourth quarter. I'm going to put 20 I got to watch this shit, yeah. I'm going to literally take the ball, put it, like the game is on my back now. I remember one time Jordan talking about, I think it was in the Come Fly With Me, uh, which you guys, it's, uh, they used to do these VHS, they're on DVD and Blue right now, of course, but they used to do VHS specials on athletes. Jordan oh, had like six. One was called Come Fly With Me, which was before yeah, that. Yeah, I saw that title. one, Come Fly With Me. It was dude, all, his, awesome. sta- all of his, his life up until 1989. Talked about the 63-point game against Boston. And there are a couple other insane games. But he said, when I'm on my game, nobody can stop me. Dude, and You'll have mercy on whatever I want to do with that ball. He like was speaking like he was Jesus Christ. Like he was Jesus. Going, I will do whatever I want, and there's nothing you can do to stop me. It, it gave me shivers as he was talking I mean, talking dude, he fucking it. proved it. Just so much, <laughs> yeah, like that dude, what made him so special, and this isn't my quote, someone else said this, he always overcame the hype. And there was a lot of hype back then. Remember, it was like the NBA and NBC. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. Everyone all pumped up. This week, Jordan versus Drexler. Jordan versus Barkley. Jordan versus this guy. the fucking newscaster's name? The little dude. Bob Costas. Dude, he is the. Some people don't like Bob Costas. Bob Costas. He's the voice of sports to me, dude. Best for big moments. He's the voice of big moment sports to me. Like, I grew up watching Costas do all. The fucking big NBA games. like He was the best when it came to big moments to me because I'll never forget game six when Jordan hit the shot against Utah to cap the second three-peat. He said at the beginning of the game, because they were summering it up because it was going into game six, you know, the Bulls had a 3-2 lead, all this stuff. He said, uh, the future is now. History awaits us. I was like, motherfucker giving me goosebumps. This is fun, right? You said that shit before the game started? Before the game started, because <laughs> oh, he was doing his little pre- The future is now. History awaits us. Like, whatever happens will be history. I'm like, dude, I like that. Then Yeah, because it'll, be like, it'll be either the Jazz just finally beat the fucking Bulls, or the, or the Bulls got yeah, two yeah. three-peats. Exactly, right? Then when um, Jordan got the steal from Malone, it was starting to take it up. He was like, 16 seconds. 
16 seconds from game seven or 16 seconds from championship number six. <laughs> and like, and then he knew to get silent. He's like, Jordan, I'll move on Russell. Hangs fire. Chicago with the lead. Like, do we, I'm getting, like, look at my cheeks, man. Cause you can't yeah, get I know, the dude, that was I'm fucking getting goosebumps nuts. now thinking about it. Like, there's just like, I'm picturing the whole some fucking good how announcers just to be able to capture the moment like that. And, you know, and you know, I'm a Put it this fan, way, bro. So, he's dude. no fucking Joe Buck. <laughs> Joe Buck, dude. He's boring as shit. Boring as shit, man. I mean, he's, he's funny in some no, stuff. No, dude, so I am boring, so man. sick of hearing his voice. Like, like, why does he have to do all the big Fox? Like, dude, dude they just, just see, they sent a lifetime fuck. contract with a guy that most people don't like. I mean, some some of it's hating on him. Did you see the reasons, fucking? Uh, what's the running back from the Titans? Um, Henry. Derrick Henry. Remember when he, the fucking run that he did a couple weeks ago? Like, where yeah, he, like five touchdowns. He grabbed the guy by the fucking arm and like tossed him to the side. He carried a guy, dude. He yeah. was insane. Did you hear how boring stretch. Joe Buck sounded calling that I shit? I know. He's, everyone, no one I know loves Joe Buck. <laughs> like the, the guy is, literally grabbed the motherfucker by one arm and tossed him. <laughs> oh. Yeah, well, you, Joe Buck's What a dudes. move. Like, <laughs> like, like he just tossed No passion. The There's no passion. There are some people, I feel that way about... Like guitar nerds, where they're like, you see how good that one guy is. I'm like, yeah, technically the guy's amazing, but he plays with no soul. There's no passion. He's not I'd rather, rocking. He's I'd not rather, fucking rocking. Yes, I'd rather hear mistakes and have some soul and some passion. Like, like are you it. a Led Zeppelin fan? Yeah, I mean, but they stole all that music from blues I, I, people. I mean, yeah. I know that. I, but yeah, I like. This but stuff. I fucking love Led Zeppelin music, yeah, of course. And you know, Jimmy you Page is one of the best riff guitarists no, of all but time. But fucking John Bonham, the guitar, the, the drummer. drummer, fantastic. Yeah, you know, you but you get like these hardcore fucking. Oh, he's nothing compared to the drummer of he's fucking. Not Neil Peart. Yeah, yeah, shit yeah. like that is like. Oh God, give dude. me some, give me some yeah. soul. I don't care. How about fucking his eyes closed for thirty minutes, dude? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's fucking great. Like, how he's about, fucking awesome. Yeah, the there are some people bit. like there are some lead singers where you're like, yeah, they can't hit every note, but I don't want them to. I like the way they. they I, go, I like they the way he style. sounds, and that's the There's shit we like. Right? Joe Buck doesn't have that. The Cubs radio announcer did a great call for when the Cubs won the World Series, and I was so happy that when I listened to Cubs highlights, I'd like to choose that one. Where he said, Cubs fans, you are going to remember where you are at this moment for the rest of your life. Yeah. Like, just like knowing how to capture. What did Joe Buck say when the Cubs finally won after 108 years? He said, Little Chopper to Brian, this is going to be a tough play. The Cubs win the World Series. They finally win it all. Eight, seven, and ten. Like, and that's it. That's your big call. How many people think about that gotta, old? Like the you Giants won the pennant. You got to give the, the fucking Giants fans the goosebumps, shit like that, man. man. Everyone remembers those crazy like. He like, should have been screaming and shit. Like put it like dude, this, dude. It should have been deafening. Like you know how people been, like. His you know how people cracked. shit on Hawk Harrelson, right? But he's like, good for big moments too, dude. When fucking Burley threw that that perfect game where where Dwayne Weiss did I that, that catch yeah. off the fucking wall, that fucking call, like I still hear it in my head. Yeah. History when fucking when they threw the ball to first base and. And fucking Burley got his arms up in the air and yeah. crying. I can still hear Hawk's voice. Now, that's where Hawk Harrelson was good. History. He was bad yeah, he was for when awesome, it was a regular dude. game. Man, when he's he calling a regular talking. game, dude, fucking horrible. No, but Especially last four years. Good. I'll give you that. The last three, four years, he's like slipping. Like he's like you calling were, home runs and then catch it. Yeah, yeah. He Put it on the sad. board. Oh, no. I think he was just tired and old at a certain point. Like he didn't give a fuck anymore. Because you know this last year, he only did home. I think he only did home games. Or it was a road? No, or the other. I knew it was road because it made no sense to me. Because most people like yeah, Vince, it was all road games, Vince, right? Excuse me, Vince Scully, legendary announcer, Dodger announcer. He all 2016 season or was 2017 season. One of those two years was his last season, and he did nothing but home games, which made sense because he was 87 and, and he didn't want to travel but, anymore. But, I, but Hawk did the opposite. But Hawk, road games. Hawk loved road games for the different cities. Like he, he uh, would always talk about it. 
Oh, I love Cincinnati and name all his favorite fucking restaurants. Oh, I love going to fucking whatever. So I think Hawk did it in the sense where, look, I'm old and I'm going to get these free vacations, splurge on these cities and shit and whatever. I like that. That's a good move. But You, you know, got a cold remedy for me, man? I've had this cold for a few days now. Shit, I don't know. Those fucking... The remedy don't you know, get you know what works, bro? You ever, you ever drink the vitamin C shit? The... Those emergency? Work, dude. Do they work? Dude, they prevent I colds, bro. I, I went, killing me right now, too. I went two I winters where I would just drink one of those a day. And, like, I don't remember getting a cold those winters, bro. Okay. Because it's supposed to boost your immune system. All right, listeners, hit me up with any immune system things we got. <laughs> I do want to wrap up with this because you and I were talking about some funny Instagram stuff before. Um, Joey, by the way, where can they follow you on Instagram? Uh, Joey the Clown. Or Joey Via Gomez. Joey the but Clown. The handle name is Joey the Chicago Clown. Mobster, right? Yeah, from yeah. Joey the Clown Lombardo, bro. Yeah, Joey the Clown. That's where I got the fucking name from, actually. <laughs> nice. I got a buddy named Mike Lombardo. I should ask him. He's probably related to them. Um, though, this cracks me up, man. So I, listen, this is what people do, men at least. Every guy I know for essentially will do this because you're, you're just, it's what Instagram is. If a female starts to follow you or you follow them, it's someone you know. You'll naturally go back to look at some old. Hell posts. yeah! Especially you, if you just do. You scrolling through the whole shit. It just you're going natural. back. Let me see what it's she looked like five years thing. ago. <laughs> yeah, people do it. Don't don't think any less of men, ladies. This is people do it. We just look. I look at it like this. You just want women to do know. it too. Women, I know women who tell me they do it too. I, dude, you want just want to know who you're dealing with. Yeah. It's not like you're being a perfect. Well, no, yeah, I have had it's to more do like, that. Let me see what the fuck yeah, she knows. Dick out, like you're just looking. I do that. She's in any pictures with people I know. Yeah, or shit like that. Or why did someone follow me on Snapchat? There was a common name so i was like oh i know a million sarah so yeah like i didn't think anything because i'm all in public so i don't could follow me all right but they sent me a message and it was just a picture of food and i thought like because you know on instagram there's some messages where it's you send it to people but it's like your group and <laughs> yeah, then there's yeah, other yeah. ones that are public but just because you get it doesn't mean it was individual to you that's still a group thing she probably sent it to I remember when, it's, when snapchat first started going i'd respond to every one of them and they'd be like dude these are just general you don't need to tell yeah, me i've what's never up, had a snapchat dude it's a little. I don't think it's. I that. can't handle too many. I know the kids are into it. It's over. I think yeah, we're I too old. Like, we're too old for it, but it's also not as hot as it used to be. Because well, I download, I downloaded it, and I'm just like, right, I don't want to fucking manage another. Yeah. Social. But fucking Facebook media stories and Instagram stories are the same. Yeah, it's thing, the same so. shit. I, that, I just deal with that. I don't. And now you can link them. Like you post something on Instagram and send it right to your Facebook. Yeah, story. exactly. Instagram. I mean, Snapchat's not gonna be that big a deal. But anyway, so she started following me, and I just thought she was some person. I'm seeing food things. I'm like, was she? cook and then out of nowhere i got like a naked picture i'm like whoa what the <laughs> fuck and then she the response was food. show me yours and i responded with no i'm married you should have like, took a picture of a fucking sandwich or something <laughs> oh show me yours <laughs> this is food no yeah, this is what i cooked yeah so then I, I you know i blocked her and all that kind of stuff but like now when they when anyone follows me i i look back to see who the fuck they are yeah, you gotta see what they i don't know it could be some creep you don't know there's so many creeps I get, out there i like it's probably some I, I'll, get a, I'll get a bot. Yeah, I know, right? I'll get a follower. Oh, my back is killing me. And I'll follow him back, right? And as soon, if they message you within like 10 minutes of following them, they're on some fucking bullshit. To, or, yeah. I always looked at like, who who does that? Nobody way, does that. Nobody knows how to sell like sunglasses, Like a regular apparently. human wouldn't do that. Social media sells sunglasses in the worst way possible. I'll get tagged. Yeah, fucking Ray-Bans Ray-Bans tag, not, Yeah, ray Who sunglasses? buys them? It doesn't work. Also, telemarketing doesn't work anymore. Oakley's. Got, you know what happens? <laughs> Does this happen to you? Um, I got a phone call today, and it was a number I didn't have saved. From the like, United States? It was always the United States. But <laughs> you ever get those? Oh, all the time, dude. Well, here's yeah. the number I got. I didn't know the number, but I answered it anyway. And it was like, hi, this is so-and-so from AT&T. Is Joe there? And I'm just like, no, he's not. And I hung up. Because I know it's some bullshit. It's I have bullshit, AT&T. Dude. I'm happy with my shit. If I got a problem. You would call that. How is telemarketing still a job? It's not. I, I don't it's even want my friends scam. calling me, Do you me, get man. this fucking, like, sweeps, like, 
Oh, you recently filled out a sweepstakes. Like, no, I fucking did it. Cruise ship stuff, like all that. Yeah. Credit card fucking. It's a huge problem, dude. Like, everyone's getting them now. Because our phone numbers are all over the place. You ever call the. That's why I'm always worried about, you know, how when you. Like, Google. Yeah. Oh, give us your number for backup. No. You don't need my fucking phone number. You already got two of my email addresses. They yeah, they I'm over that you know, That's what I'm saying. Like, as soon as you sign up for some shit, they know who you are. Dude. They already got your phone number. There's a you guy, though. You need to give it to him. I know, right? <laughs> Back to the Instagram. I actually posted flip. a joke about that real quick. Post of, I posted, yeah. I'm like, Google, I'm like, Gmail, stop asking me for my phone number. Google knows everything fucking about yeah, me. Right. Yeah, you guys are connected. Like, you already know me, dude. They're just like, like, they're just toying with They just want to confirm it. <laughs> hey, give us your number. We don't have it. Because you're about this 23andMe stuff. No, they, what is it? I did it. Sold their DNA to a bunch of people, though. What nice is job. it? I don't care. What the fuck is this? I don't care. I don't well, so shit. it just came out today that Netflix and Spotify bought face all your messages. You know how we message each other today on Facebook, Facebook Messenger. Yeah. Facebook apparently sold all that information to Netflix and Spotify. So why would can, Spotify want it? I don't know. I don't know why Spotify would want it. They might integrate Netflix Spotify into Facebook then. Maybe. Who knows what the hell they're doing? But. And everyone, and then people were saying, "Well, you heard about Twenty Three and Me a while ago. Twenty Three and Me takes you send your DNA to this company, and they then are selling it to like pharmaceutical companies. Who knows what the fuck they're going to do? The fuck? They're going to better drugs. You don't know that. Uh, they're not making worse drugs. There's another James fucking Wedwalker. Hey man, dude, you. maybe I can give him my debt. <laughs> making better great. drugs to turn us on to little worker bees. Should we're already be. little worker bees, baby. I'm I got not, a baby. day job and shit. I'm not. Well. You know, and you're doing see, other things. You got a podcast studio, buddy. Come on, man. Yeah. You know, like, you know, just don't be so. Why'd you real quick? No, not to cut you off, Joe. <laughs> why did you do 23 and Me, James? And are you on the mic? Because a couple podcasts ago, you were. I oh, I'm on mic. On the actual uh, I did it because my word gave it to us for free. Now, real quick, I'm making sure when I upload the podcast, they'll be able to hear you talking. Because yeah, there was one talking. time where me and me oh, and Marty just were asking questions, <laughs> and there was no response on his end. Anyway, it was just one time. Like they, his fucking yeah. money. Your your work company asked you to do it, or you? Did? I mean, it was optional, but I want to know, dude. I'm a lot of weird. But your shit, work paid for it, so I wanted to know. Why yeah. would your work pay for? Why do they care what you are? Because my company's dope. All right, I actually like the place I work. It's crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Joe on this. But one, you could have just asked relatives. I mean, I could, but you know, I already know all that shit. I want confirmation, Joseph. Oh, okay, I'm with Joe on this because like, I what don't. The fuck, care. you need my what? shit for man? Like, I, I mean. Don't, Look, you know what it is? is? I, I just don't trust people in a sense where, like, it's kind of like, like you know how we got family and kids or whatever. Yeah. I always, like, where I grew up at, like, when you grow up in the ghetto or yeah. in a neighborhood where nobody gives a fuck about, yeah. like, Ron Emanuel doesn't give a fuck about the South Side or West Side, we, we put ourselves in this bubble where, like, you don't need to know shit about my family, dude. Right. Like, you know, like, nobody gives a fuck about, you, you're not going to help us. Right. Why do you need to know that? Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I've always had that, like... Incredibly suspect attitude. Yeah, like, yeah. if I'm at work, and like, hey, Joey, we need a blood sample. What the fuck yeah, are you in my bed for, dude? Get away from me. You know, like, it's just... Well, you will, if you're not Mexican, what are you? What could you possibly what be? What could I possibly... My dad's name is Viago Gomez. He was born in fucking Mexico. What else do I need to know? I know, looking at me, that if I'm not 100% Irish, I'm what, Scottish. Like, right? you know what I mean? Like, what else? Like, if you go to the tower where my parents if were... If it comes back... Indian, then I'd be shocked to shit, right? Yeah, like, but I don't care. I just everyone's. It's just a new thing, and people know that. It, and there's no way Europeans are doing this. This is strictly got to be an American. Yeah, thing. it's got to be the like, yeah, because America's the melting pot. I mean, it's so, all yeah. yeah it's, but there's other there's people in Switzerland again, that I have like see, I can see French why, last names, you know. Yeah. I can see why you would want to know. Like, you know, what I'm I mean? a like, lot of different shit. I, I would change how you felt about yourself. 
It was cool to learn. That's cool, but I mean, like, I just... What if someone gets the test back and they find out, oh my god, I'm part of the... Like, well, I just... I just don't know why <laughs> well, it matters. Well, they're racist and... <laughs> like, what if you... You, you're fucking, you don't like Jewish people, you're just like, oh, if you're fuck. Welcome, you're like, you're yeah, you're like, Ashkenazi. I'll save everyone. Or you're fucking all like, build a wall. Oh, we'll fuck. Do it yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, That's why these tests are good, because then the races get mad at What themselves. does 23 and me charge? Say uh, it's, I think it's 100 bucks. 100 bucks. Hey, everyone listening right now. Just give me 10 bucks. I'll take a look at you and I'll tell you what you are. All right. Now that's a deal. I'll t- ten bucks. I'll take. I'll look you up and down, and I'll give it to you. I'll break it down into your twenty five percent. This one, I'll nail it. Guaranteed, I'll nail it to at least ninety percent of the accuracy of the hundred dollar test. Yep. And if you don't believe them, send I'll it to twenty three. Like, and then you're gonna fucking find out Joe was right. I'll be like, let me smell you. This Polish. This is a Polish guy. <laughs> well, hey, speaking of that, like, remember that? You ever heard of that bar Watra? Watra that we I used to do the comedy shows at. With Mike yeah, Hill, is a Polish bar, right? Pulaski or something. Forty eight to Pulaski. Forty eight. Well, it's straight up owned by a hardcore Polish dude, right? So when they first when we first started doing shows there, they had this motherfucker had like fifty disco balls on the fucking ceiling. Oh, that's always good for business. Velvet walls, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> so he finally remodeled the whole fucking place. Sucks like, up against the velvet walls. He fucking fun. remodeled this place so awesome, right? You you know Pat Chase? Yeah. So I, I book him on a show after the remodelization. And that's what he got on. So he's like, "Whoa, give it up for Jack." This place looks less Polish, right? Like, <laughs> and Jack got mad. like, why is he over there talking shit? I'm like, dude, it does look a, le- a lot less Polish. Yeah, like, <laughs> for sure, man. That's why I love, though. You, talk, you mentioned Brett Ernst jokes earlier. When he was on the podcast, I liked it because there's something old school about dogging each other, which I thought was oh, a yeah, very dude. American thing. Like, I'm Mexican. You, you smell like burritos. Fuck out like, of oh, yeah. Because you... Brett talks about like growing up in the neighborhood with, yeah. the, with the mixed kids and the fucking... It just, I don't know. It almost was like a bonding thing where it's... You know, I think there's loyalties you have as a city kid that maybe you don't have as a suburban kid. I don't know. Yeah, like, no, you, right? don't, you don't, bro. Growing because up, like, we just all, everybody, if you were in the crew, I could make fun of you, but if someone outside the crew could not make fun exactly. of you. That type of thing. Like, example, perfect example, my my best friend, the guy who took to the Bears game, his name is Louis Nguyen. His, dad's was born, his dad was born in Vietnam. His mom was born in Mexico, dude. Mexican mom, Vietnamese. A lot of dad. rice in that household. Right? You know yeah. what I'm saying? White rice and fucking orange rice. Yeah. So, like, we when he first moved on the block, when we were probably like in, I would say, fourth grade, uh, you know how many fucking Chinese jokes we dropped on it? The only <laughs> Asian kid to move, he's not even Chinese, fucking Vietnamese. Totally. The only Asian kid to live in the neighborhood amongst a bunch of, like, gangbanging black kids and white kids. I mean, dude, he heard everything. Fucking. Oh, I bet. Chichino. I mean, I used to call him Stretch, I, uh, Stretch Ice Strong. Remember the toy? Remember the toy fucking stretch? Yeah, I remember stretch. So I really, hey, stretch ice strong. You know, like fucking just stupid jokes, dog. By the way, you can't host the Oscars now because you just yeah, I know I just said that. (coughs) But those were the things where, like, instead of Lewis getting mad, it was kind of like, oh, okay, you got me, motherfucker, and then he would come back with something, something, right? See, that's the difference. And that's how we all became friends, dude. And that is a different thing. To be clear to everyone. Busting chops is way different than bullying. Or or I'm against or being a bigot. It's a completely different than, oh, I don't want this Chinese kid living in a neighborhood. bullying is, like I saw a video, someone posted a video of some kid in England beating the shit out of uh, like a Middle Eastern Syrian refugee who's in England. Oh, yeah, yeah. The the student where he throws him on the floor and all that. Headbutts him and throws him on the floor and then dumps water on him and stuff. A real piece of shit kid, you know? And I don't know how people could all film that and stand around watching that and not be like, what the fuck's wrong with you? No lie, dude. Even if you don't like I'm going to be like, yo, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? Exactly, dude. kills me, you know what I mean? And that's different. I hear some people like, oh, they're trying to outlaw bullying now. What, What, are we getting soft? No, view it this way. Tell your kid to stop being an asshole 
and let's tell all kids to stop being assholes. That's different. No one's saying you can't. I can't say to James or, or, Webb, "Hey, what'd you find out? You were on that uh, yeah. twenty-three million. You find out you were part part pig. Because <laughs> I would have sworn your dad fucked a pig. Like you know, that's yeah. fucking. We're joking around with each yeah. other, obviously, right? You but know what see, I mean? people don't know where that line is anymore, though. That, well. But you do though. Well, no, we, with we do. Oh, when people are living on an internet world, and no, they're that's not what I was going to say. It's, anymore, it's a fucking internet it's an world. Internet it's world, the man. internet world, which it's, is the world most of us live in. I'll give you a great example. I'll, I'll wrap it up. I'll wrap it up on this. Here's a good example. Right. Oh, she had read it. Yeah, we'll appreciate this. So I hit up a buddy of mine and said, "Hey, man, uh, are you coming to the Laugh Factory party?" And here's how cool I am. I wrote, "Coming, C U M M I N G, coming to the Laugh Factory party." He then wrote, I don't feel like going, blah, blah, blah. Sorry, man. And then I wrote, oh, mouth dry from sucking dick. <laughs> and then he wrote, I think you might have accidentally texted your mom. I'll relay the message. <laughs> That's him. fucking what fun. What a bunch like, of best fucking friends, shops, right? Like, so you know. And I know you're saying people don't know the line is. But if you're sure. friends with someone, you should know. Now, listen, people like listening. If some fifth grader is making fun of another fifth grader and they're not friends, that fifth grader's an asshole. Because they they're going be out of their way to be a dick to that right. person. They're making their life harder. To impress harder. their, fr- right. their yeah, actual that's friends. That's a piece of shit kid. And someone should tell them, hey, stop being... So when I hear people go, oh, we can't tell people to bully anymore, that you're saying I'm okay with people being assholes. Right? Yeah, you know, exactly, dude. I, but like, you could be an asshole to your friends because that's different. There's like a Busting balls you know, and busting chops is not the same as bullying. It's totally not. different. Bullying is you're trying to make somebody fucking miserable. Yeah. <laughs> Because you're an unhappy and, little And so fuck. you could look cool in front of fucking everybody else. Exactly. Yeah. So we're going to end the podcast on that. No bullying, kids. <laughs> right? I'm and on, I'm on uh, Be Best. Melania Trump, that's her slogan. Call your best friend up and tell him your mom sucks dick. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah you just you got to read the room. You got to know <laughs> your, your friends. And, if, and if you're one of those friends that's like, well, my friends make fun of me all the time. I don't like it. Then tell them. If they're your yeah. real friends, they'll give you a little bit of shit for that, but then they'll they'll actually back off after a while. If not, they're still fuck inviting, them, leave them. They're go still inviting you to the party. They're yes. still fucking inviting you to the, let's go to the movies, let's go some some eat. You'd rather be they're the still guy. part of the crew. Exactly. You'd rather be the whipping boy of the crew than not be in the crew at all. That's how I always view it. James Webb, thanks for producing as always. Yeah, Joey, tell them where they can find you. Tell them about your podcast uh, real quick. Yeah, check out uh, Legal Aliens Podcast. It's uh, me and another uh, Chicago comedian, Abby Sanchez. Funny dude, man. So our next episode will be out this Saturday. Yeah. It's also produced by James Webb. Uh, put him up. Uh, put him over production. Put him over production. I was going to say put him up production. P.O.P. But yeah, check us out on YouTube. Legal Aliens, man. Also, my uh, full-length comedy album will be out at the end of June with 800 Pound Gorillas. Oh yeah, group. man. That's a good, hey. that's a good my, label. I got my first fucking it's, it's, album. It's a good, that's a really good label, man. Sol- like solidified with a record label. So that's, that's dope, They're man. good, man. They put out, they put out Theo Vons. I mean, shit, they put everybody's really good dude. Ones, fucking yeah. George Lopez. Like big names, man. Yeah, dude. That's great, dude. Mark Merrin Mark Mark just came out. Everybody. I can't recommend Joey's Comedy Enough. He's always one of my favorite stamps to watch because he always, you like, I could tell you're not one of, you never put on autopilot. You, yeah, yeah, you feel out the room. You go, all right, they're not in this. I'll give you this. You're not in that. I'll give you that. Like, you are always in the moment. I'm, I'm always big fans of those dudes. Appreciate that, man. Uh, this is Killgale's Pub Follower on Instagram. Rice review on iTunes. It goes a long way. We're also on Twitter and all that other stuff. Uh, next week, guys, I'm just going to put out, like, it's for the 40th episode. I'm going to put out, like, a best of the podcast because it's going to be Christmas. And I'm, I get too much family stuff to get away. But 2019 is around the corner. Big things coming in 2019. Everyone, thanks for listening to Killgale's Pub. Cheers. Thanks, Joe.